The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. The collision of common sense and comedy. Is the collision of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Wow, I hate to um, I hate to start with such a downer, it's depressing news, but it's Wednesday. You got to get it out. You, I mean, I don't Put make the news; later. it's just sad. Um, I don't know if you watched the show Westworld. There's I watched a, the first season. That's about it. I have not seen it. There is an actress, uh, Evan Rachel Wood, who's on Westworld. Okay, I'm not. I'm not familiar with her. Are you familiar take, with the actress? Uh, no, no. But I'll take your word for it. She is. Uh, she's helping the suffering people along the border. Ooh, which is nice. You know, she's down there helping out. Um, she's helping out. Uh, is she taking kids in? No, no, she's not. She's is she not. raising money? You know, like that other organization raised $20 million for um, a false picture? No, no, I haven't seen that. Uh, but she is on a hunger strike. Oh, so, a hunger strike. Yeah. Well, she, I say yeah, she was on a hunger strike. She was. So she's horrible. been doing this for like so sad since the was... beginning, right? No, 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 no. Everything that she, was wrong with that system is already fixed so she can eat now. No, no, no. She, the, the strike started uh, Sunday, and it ended Sunday. So 12 hours? Uh, 24. 24. Without eating? So basically, she right. skipped a date? Yeah, she eating? just. Uh, it was just a long day, essentially. Yeah. That's a, it's not a hunger strike. It's no. just uh, it's a busy day. It's what some of us call a busy day, where you're going, oh, my gosh, I didn't even have a chance to eat today. Oh, it's midnight, and I did not eat today. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> you go to bed, you get up, you don't eat. You just have, you know, drink of water, coffee, yeah. or something like this. You don't really eat. And then you go to work, you get busy, and you're like, holy moly, I've been, I've been hitting hard all day, boom, boom, and wow, it's nighttime. I just realized it's the first time I've eaten. I mean, that happens now and then. Yeah. So, but it was a hunger strike to help those people hmm. down along the border. It was a hunger strike. How did that go for her? Uh, it went well. Uh, I'm told she did not eat for that day. I'm talking about political views. Did she win any point did she get no no none she created an instagram video oh, oh where she talked about it and she said ever since i heard about everything happening in our country and the separation policy because she heard about everything helping in our okay. her, uh, everything happening in our country okay she said uh i've been wondering what can i do so i've flown to texas and i'm going to be on the front lines for the next few days Ooh, she's okay. on the front lines okay. Okay. She's going to be on the front lines for the next few days to find out what I can do to help. What we can do to help. Yep. She's out That's there. She's out there doing it. That's it. Well, I'm waiting for more. No, that was pretty much oh, it. Okay, yeah. okay, she okay, did, okay, now, okay. She did post some pictures of her okay. uh, gathering up some food at uh, the local Walmart and, and putting them in a truck and driving them down and help okay. people out. So that's okay. very that's nice. Very Good nice. for her. Yes. You know, as far as wanting to feed her fellow man and help yeah. that out. I just think you could stay at home and just invite people into your home. Uh, that's what I asked you. Did she take some no, of them No, home? no, no, no. I mean, and you don't even have to invite immigrants in the border down. No. I mean, if you are this uh, passionate, passionate trying to help people, you could just probably drive within, I'm guessing, 25, 30 minutes at most from wherever you live 
Got and you're going to find some homeless people, veterans. some people, vet, veterans, maybe just uh, non-veterans that are homeless. Somebody is suffering, and you could just say, hey. Come on in. I don't know if you realize this or not, but I believe in open borders. Mm. And my home is an open border. Sanctuary. See the, see the property line right here? Ignore that. It's just an imaginary line on paper. And I have the ability to say that because I own this. So get out there with the imaginary eraser. Eraser. And imaginary race the line and tell people, <laughs> yes, Chris, as you pointed out, my house is a sanctuary house. <laughs> maybe, uh, and again, this is actress uh, Evan Rachel Wood. Yeah. And maybe she could say, you know, I'm my own country. <laughs> Woodtoria. Like Peter Griffin? Like Petoria in Family Guy. Exactly. You can just say the sanctuary. And just say, you know what? Just come and go as you please. This is your house. There is no border. Yeah. But she, she didn't do that. I guess she wanted to be where the action is on the front line. You know, yeah. down there was a lot of it. Anyways, so she was down there helping out. And then uh, when it was pointed out, you know, the Trump reversed the... They're not separating kids anymore. Yeah, that, that was signed... Couple of w- that was a, at least a week, week or so ago. ago. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it, she's like, "Yeah, the fight's not over." Yeah, but there it is. But she, we still need to reunite these families. But they are. Uh, and some of them we yeah. can't even find out what where they are. Yeah, that's true. And some of them send their kids by themselves. Right. Right. Some of them kids are tra- trafficked to the United States. Yes, that's all true. All absolutely true. So the fight's not over. <sighs> she's fighting. Sweetheart. She's fighting Trump because 90-some percent of the kids in custody because they crossed the border illegally did so without their parents or a guardian and came here alone so there was no separation. The fight's not over, Chris. Or, you know, for example, uh-huh. the, the mom takes the daughter without the parents, the other parental unit. Yep, see, just... fight's not over. Trump, damn it. Yep. But Trump reversed damn it, all Trump. That. No, That's he it. He reversed all that. He actually gave you guys a win by signing a executive hmm. order. This, uh, a lot of this came down uh, Sunday when she was on stage in McAllen. Uh, and her 24-hour fast. Fast. You know what? Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Hunger strike, you need more than 24 hours. All right, you, that's you, what you I'm saying. fasting. At some point, a, a fast could become a hunger strike. Yes. But I would say even... It's not just that you have to say, I'm not eating because of that political okay. reason for it to be a hunger strike. It has to be a certain amount of time. Yeah. Otherwise, you had a um, a a twenty four hour hunger fast. I mean, it's a political fast. Maybe we call it that. Okay. Okay. Right. That's yeah. At what point does a political fast become a hunger strike? A week or more. Really, you're saying a full a week. Full week. I'm and gonna say I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say a minimum four to five days. Okay. Before it become became a hunger strike. Because people fast for two, three, sometimes, you know, four days for yeah. a religious ceremony. or mm-hmm. Yeah. So you go, okay, three, four days. I'm going to say five days. Okay. And then you could say hunger strike. Okay. Up until then, you must say, I'm on a political fast. I agree. I will limit my intake for the next two days in protest. Mm-hmm. Right? This is... Yeah. The other thing is, I've pointed out many times in history... When you say you're going to uh, go on a hunger strike, okay, how does that affect me? Oh, yeah, that's another one. I am making a statement. In order to get radical change, I will not eat. Maybe I will not eat long enough to the point that I will d- 
die. And we don't know if she's And you like, say, you, how does this affect, affect me? Yeah. How does this? If, if you say, Doc, as part of my politics and political uh, protest, okay. you are going on a hunger strike, Doc. Whoa, okay. now that gets the job done for me. If yeah. you're, because of your political beliefs, are forcing me into a hunger strike, now, damn it, we can talk. We're going to. We're going to sit. That may work for you. Mm-hmm. But if you say you're going on a hunger strike, somebody that I ideologically oppose, um, I'm, I'm not saying you can't. There's food. For it. Yeah. See, you're doing it to your. You are doing it to yourself. Two both things give me a pass. It's you. It's not me. Yeah. And you're doing it to yourself. If you say the government is forcing me into a political uh, fast, yeah, like which can turn jail, into a hunger strike, blah, blah. I'd say, wow, that's that could be troubling if the government's doing it. Let me rethink this. Mm-hmm. So you say, look at this. I'm not eating. Affects you. That's you know uh, that, that's on you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Just uh, putting that out there. <laughs> this is part of uh, a larger group of people, though, who are uh, who are on a hunger strike. Oh, there's more. Right, right. She had originally tweeted out, I will be fasting for 24 hours with the Break Bread Not Families hunger strike starting now. <coughs> That's what she put. And the clock is ticking. Right. Because, you know, before you go on a hunger strike, yeah, political fast. Political fast, yes. As you're typing this, what do you do? Yes. You got your mouth full of cookie. <laughs> right? And the traveling cookie and like, hey, okay, okay. Starting, everyone synchronize your watches uh, and uh, now. now. 24 hours, go. Now, let's say you're on a political fast. Okay. Thinking it may even go to a hunger strike. Okay. And you you casually eat. Okay. You forget. I mean, that happens sometimes. You get oh, busy yeah. and you go like this. I've done that before. You're trying to, not even that you're, you know, obsessed with it. You just you pick it up because it's there. You see a bowl of M&M's in someone's office. You're talking to him. You're like, hey, Steve, do you got those PTS reports? And you just, you know, put them in your mouth. You're like, oh, crud. I started the no sugar thing or or the paleo or something. The whole 30. Right. Let's say it's in the middle of that 24 hours. Okay. Okay. And you're her. Okay. Do you retext out, re-Instagram out, starting now because you did it? Yes. Or do you just go? Just keep. It didn't happen. It didn't, right? It it didn't. Let's everybody just. It was, it was for the five cost. M&M's. It's I, for the cost. I just picked them up. It's not that I wanted to do it. It was just, you see a bowl of M&M's, you pick up a handful. <laughs> it's not like I had a meal. Exactly. Do M&M's make a meal? No, no, they do not. No. I think at that point, if you're her, it depends on uh, how far into it. Okay. If you're 20 minutes in. Oh, yeah. You're, you're starting fine. You're fine. Now. You're fine. You're right, fine. Right. If you're, you know, 16 hours in, Ooh. you're like, I'm almost done. This is, you know, and it could look bad for the movement. Yeah, you know, I don't do. Want... How long did it take me to eat those M&Ms? Like two minutes? Just add it. I'll tack two minutes on the other end. That's what I'll do. I'll get it done. Yeah. Right? I'm pretty sure yeah. that's how you handle it, that's right? That's how okay. you handle that, yeah. Now. You starting know, now. And to be on the safe bit, five minutes, just in case. Digest. Is, is that M&Ms? what it is? Just, yeah. okay, I yeah. see what you're saying. Five minutes, yeah. I may toss in an hour at the end. <laughs> I would so, eat 24. Right. Uh, and I would also point out... If you're on a political fast for 24 hours okay. that you think so low of your own cause okay. that you wouldn't say, I'm actually going on a hunger strike or I'm going to do it at least for 48 or 72 hours, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would say, who cares if it's even in a row? 
<laughs> Who cares if it's even 24 hours in a row at that point? Yeah. Just, uh, I'm not going to eat for 15 minutes here, 15 minutes I tomorrow. want you to know, I've had nothing to eat for 32 minutes. Add it. Add it up. Yeah. I have not consistently eaten. Yeah. If you think about it, when you sleep, you don't eat. We're going to sleep. Okay, start the clock. Okay, that's about 10 <laughs> seconds. Add it up. Okay, I'm going to take another bite here. Easy math. I'll make it to 30. To 30. You got it? Clock it? Start it again. Go. Go. All right, at that Such point, I've been willing to do that for you know an entire day. Okay, the hashtag is break I'll, bread not families. I was going to ask you, was there a hashtag cuz usually break bread not families. Break bread mm-hmm. not family. Okay. Yep. And uh, all kinds of people come out as a uh, part of this. Uh, apparently it's a 24-day hunger strike they're calling it. Okay. Um but she only did it for 24 hours. So I'm assuming the 24 day is like everybody pick a day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because I've heard of rolling hunger strikes. Oh, what there is was a, a formal Detro- a former Detroit councilman uh, who, by the way, was in trouble for picking up boys. But that's a whole different. Hell, thing. whoa, whoa, that's a whoa. whole different thing. Wow. Yeah. That was okay, a, we'll skip it. But I would thing. like to go back to that. Yeah. Anyways, he uh, he was part of uh, some protest, and there was a 24 hour rolling hunger strike. Okay. So it was a hunger strike, but. I would say instead of rolling, they should have said it was like a relay hunger strike. So like you will eat for an hour. I mean, you won't eat for an hour and then I will not eat for an well, hour. Well, they did 24. Oh, okay. Okay. It's okay. ongoing. So, um, but yeah, you run a relay. It's like Doc ran the race and the relay race is I run part of it. I hand the baton to Chris. Chris runs part. Then Kirk Jones run part of it. And so yeah. and then Mordecai, well, Mordecai, cause he's a little girl. He can't run. He can't run. But anyway, but same thing with the rolling hunger strike. So we're on a, a forever hunger strike. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do 24 hours. Okay. And then you do 24 hours. Oh, that type thing. Okay, okay. 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 So yeah, that's, that's how it was done. Oh, okay. And they had him in a little storefront downtown. Mm, whoa, whoa. So they sat in a little chair. So people could see them just wasting away and having not eaten for 24 hours. But that's it, though. You could eat right after that. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And even though you, you're, whatever you were asking uh-huh. for was not met, right? you were done at 24 hours, and that's it. Yes. Yeah, that's right. And okay. this councilman who did it, mm-hmm. uh, at, when the 24 hours was up, he posted on social media. What did he post? A whole spread of food at Denny's. Where he was, there it is, look at a stack of pancakes, uh, waffles, <laughs> eggs. Didn't you lose like credibility? 24 hours, huh? Didn't you like credibility? He like, did the 24 hours, Chris. Yeah, but usually if you're really that passionate of something, you keep going you know, for the cause. He did, it's a rolling, he did his leg of the relay. I get that. Oh, let but, me ask you. If we're all running a relay race okay. and you run your leg of it, okay. and you hand the baton to me, are you going to keep running? No. What do you do? You stop, you, you stop, get some water, you water rest. Water and then rest, yes. That's exactly it. Charles Pugh, that was the congressman, if I remember right, he or uh, the councilman, he, uh, he ran his leg of the race. He sat in that window yeah, but then on it, his computer for 24 hours, and when it was up, he went over and got himself a sandwich. And Denny's. Yeah, it was, dude, his spread was legit. Oh, that Musa It was like Mahami. a double grand slam, oh. and I also need uh, some, uh, some extra order of bacon. I'm mm. going to need some ham. And can I order from the lunch menu now, too? Uh, it's been 24 hours. Right. I need to remake that up, That's please. why I got to bake. I'm, I'm making up for lost time. <laughs> so 
That's what it was. So I hate these people. They're, what do you? It's a. It's so stupid. They say it's a twenty-four hour or twenty-four day uh, strike. It's a twenty-four hour a day fast mm-hmm. to protest yeah, fast. U.S. immigration policy and family separations. But this uh, actress from Westworld only was on for twenty-four or off food for twenty-four hours. I don't call that a fast. I mean, I don't call that like a hunger a strike. strike. That's a fast or whatever. Yeah. So I guess the twenty-four days. I don't know if there's only twenty-four people doing it. Okay. Or if you could get 24 groups of people. Like, here's group A. There's- and you all do Monday. Group mm. B, all do- I don't know how they're restructuring that or whatever. But again, the hashtag is break bread, not families. Maybe some of it's laid out there where you can you can see. I see a lot of pictures of people there. Oh, look at this. You see, you see that picture? So it's That's racist. I'm going to go. I'm That's very racist. Retweeting that now so you can <laughs> see it. Uh, it's not so much uh, Carrie Kennedy's uh, comments. It's the little meme. <laughs> and it says, hashtag break bread, not families. And it's a piece of bread broken in half. And one half of the bread has a caricature over top of it of what would I'm assuming be parents. Yeah. And they're hugging and crying because they're separated from their child. Oh, my gosh. I who thought- is on the other piece of bread. I thought those were mustaches. What is it? It's her mouth. Oh, I thought the little kid had a mustache too. I was like, well, they <laughs> that's are. What I, that's what I said. It was racist. I'm like, oh my God, that they is are, super racist. They are Hispanic. <laughs> so you understand my confusion in this thing. It's not sugarcoated. It's not fluff. It's just the truth. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Thompson. All it does is just make me hungry. When I hear about other people's yeah. hunger strikes, yeah. it's just making me hungry. Especially that's when you talked about the Denny's Grand Slam. Yeah, see, that's... Uh, but anyways, um, maybe you go ahead and use that hashtag. Break bread, not families. I mean, if you want to comment, I'm, that's probably what to use. That's right. Look at her pictures here. Here she is. This is the actress, the one from uh, Westworld. Yeah. See, she's at the store there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, look at that. She's got her arms full of products. Yeah. Full of products. Now, yeah. I'm wondering if, if that's really a legitimate picture. Um, why would her arms be full of products as she walks through the store? If you're really loading up the truck, wouldn't you get um, a, a cart? Uh, a cart. A couple of carts. A couple of carts. This almost looks staged. No. I know. I'm just saying, maybe. No. How yeah. dare you? How dare you? It'll last for 24 hours as a member of a hunger strike and prayer chain, which will last 24 days. So there it is. Yep. <laughs> ah, she tweeted out uh, a while ago, fasting is a form of nonviolent protest. And I was happy to be a part of the ceremony in Texas this morning and carry the strike another 24 hours before it passes on to the next person. So it is a rolling hunger a rolling, strike. It's a prayer chain. It's a chain. Uh-huh. Uh, oh. Every time someone says the fast isn't doing anything, they bring attention to the issue. So there you go. All we did was bring attention to their hypocrisy and uh, inaction. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So okay. there it is. That's what it is. <laughs> Come on. She was eating. She was. She was absolutely eating. If you're only doing 24 hours and no one is watching, you're eating. 
Come on, man. Especially if you're on the road. She traveled to Texas. <laughs> right. She got those peanuts on the plane. I'm sorry? She got those peanuts on the plane. Oh, yes. The legumes. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. A peanut is a legume. Yes, yes. I was just a little, I um, wasn't sure I heard you right, so I wanted uh, to make people understand. Okay, okay. All right, get the tweets in with the hashtag, what I learned today. Uh, you got a whole tweeting out what I learned today. Stop the show while I get something to eat, please. Uh, okay, good. Yeah, we'll <laughs> pause for that. <laughs> pause for that. Kevin Burr saying, political fast for 24 hours. Are you sure? They seem to, they can't, they, they can't seem to go more than 24 hours without opening their mouth. Uh, I see what you did there. Yeah. I see. I got gotcha. you. Uh, you got uh, TJ Topping saying, remember when Congress had a sit-in on the floor during working hours? Oh, my gosh. That's right. <laughs> I remember the, the Democrats. The came in with the pacifiers and the baby <laughs> headband. Yeah, they're all just the hanging diaper. out there. <laughs> so stupid. It's, it's empty. It's hollow. If you really care this much. We've said this before, even prior to, you know, deciding whether or not to take part in a I'm not going to eat for a few hours protest. Give people what you have. And here's the hypocrisy. Give people what you have. Don't give them the excess that you have even. Okay. What you deem excess. Well, I'm going to need about, you know, two million bucks a year to live. Mm -hmm. But after that, I'm happy to go ahead and give money Mm -hmm. because some people make ten million dollars a year. No, no, that's that's not right. If you're that much in the tank for people around the world, if you care that much for everybody that you're out there taking part in nonsense like this, give them what you have and sacrifice what you have and need and want. Sacrifice is not, I have 42 million, I'm going to go ahead and give you a million. Oh, that's nice and you're actually doing without the million, but you are still living far better than everybody else. Sacrifice is, I am going hungry I am going without so somebody else can have. 24 hours is just, I could go 24 hours without eating. You don't have to make that up on the other side like Charles Pugh in Detroit. Yeah. You know, I mean, you'll just eat when you're done and okay, it was a little bump in the road. You're good to go. You're not giving something that you actually need. Hey, you want to fast for like three weeks? Okay, you actually needed that and you're dying, buddy. That's giving up something. I'm not saying you have to get to that point, but you can give people your house. Open How up. come they're not flopping there? Open up. Uh, you got RJ Dyer saying, hashtag breaking bread, not family. You're doing it wrong. Breaking bread implies you're going to eat. Oh, you're right. And she's not the first one to say that. A lot oh of people my gosh, saying you're that. right. That is the stu. You're not breaking bread. You're not oh, breaking break bread. You're right. Yeah, you're not. Breaking bread means to eat. Yes. It should be not breaking fa- uh, bread. Yes. And not breaking families. Yes. Do not break bread or families. Yes. No bread breaking, no families. Yes. Any of that works. (laughs) How stupid. (laughs) Wow. Eat, don't separate families. Yes. That's really what they're saying. Yes. Okay. Wow. James in Louisiana saying 24 hours without eating. Oh, you mean the day before payday? Right. (laughs) Wow. Well, let's say you're somebody who says, Doc, you don't understand. I could not go 24 hours without eating because I got a real problem. And I know how difficult that is if you're dieting. I could help out. Uh, you and even possible uh, Evan Rachel Wood. Oh, really? Little product called Riduzone. Oh, that cuts your. So let's yeah. say she was struggling during those twenty-four hours. Had she taken Riduzone, she would have had that full feeling, and she and be she good. wouldn't have wanted to eat. Nope. As a side benefit, it would boost her metabolism, so she'd have a little more energy. 
and uh, also burn some more uh, calories yeah, and fat. She, she could she could lose some pounds. She she listen. No, no matter how thin you are, ladies, you can use another lose another pound or two. There we you know go. that, right? Yep. That's so troubling and also so true. Anyways, Riduzone works great. It's based on new tech out of California. They came up with a few years ago. Researchers were just working on this molecule called OEA and identifying its properties, what it can do and how it affects the body. And they said it gives people a full feeling in concentration and also boosts your metabolism. So uh, the great folks at Riduzone said, hey, we can take that information, take it to market and help a lot of people, and they have. So if you're struggling to lose weight, Maybe you're on a political fast or a hunger strike and it's getting difficult. Try Riduzone. Just go to R-I-D-U-Zone. Riduzone.com. Don't forget the promo code DOC because you'll get a discount off your first order. It's Riduzone.com. Maybe you go ahead and tweet that at uh, Evan Rachel Wood. Oh, yeah. That'd be helpful. Just a little yeah. pep out. Oh, wait. It's, she's not fasting anymore. Oh. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. So, uh, new information. Yesterday, there was some action uh, with regard to the separating of children along the border. A uh, federal judge ruled yesterday that U.S. immigration agents cannot separate illegal immigrant parents and their children caught crossing the border. Uh, They uh, cannot separate them. A federal judge. Trump already did that. I'm sorry? Trump already did that. Second yeah, I know. Order. He separated the kids. No, 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 no. Yes, okay, I'm sorry. Yes, he did separate the kids. Right. He, but then he an signed order. an executive order mm-hmm. not to separate the kids from the family. Trump did that already. It's done. Oh, you mean like this morning based on the no. federal judge, whatever. I think it was like maybe a week ago. Huh. So. Like as soon as his whole broke. So then the federal went, judge didn't need to do this. No, 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 no. He didn't. Huh. Well, maybe I missed something. I mean, federal judge ruled yesterday immigration agents can't separate. Ah, ah. Okay. They cannot separate illegal parents and their children crossing the border and. Okay. And must reunite those that had already been split up in custody. Trump There's already the, did that. What's that? Trump already did that. They're already doing that? Yes. yes. They're reuniting the families. Yep. Well, then yep. this wasn't. No, it's, it's a no story. Once again, no story. Hmm. Let me see. Maybe I missed something. Ah, ah, ah. Okay. U.S. District Court Judge Dana Sabra granted the ACLU a preliminary injunction in a lawsuit filed over family separations. Okay. And Sabra ordered the government to reunite parents with their children younger than five okay. within 14 days. Again. And what? Trump already did that. It is already done. Well, the children older than five within 30 uh, days. Nope. Trump did that. Uniting family, executive order. Mm. Let me read a little more of the story. The ACLU sued on behalf. Okay. All right. This is it. This is the one. This is it. Trying to poo-poo this. I'm not. Trumpster. Oh. The ACLU sued on behalf of a mother and a six-year-old daughter who were separated last November and reunited in March. And Trump already put them together. Wait, what? They were. Yeah. They were reunited. Reunited in March. Yeah. So. Ah, 
They're pushing a class action uh, lawsuit, lawsuit okay. on behalf of all the other grim immigrants that have separated. That's no, not going to work either. No. Jerry said <laughs> that. Already said they came back mm. together. Wow. Well, that does seem like a non-story then. Let me read what the judge said. The judge said the facts set forth before the court portray reactive governance responses. Okay. They're reacting, Chris. Okay. Reacting after Trump reacted? No, no. She said, no. Well, the argument is that the government is oh. just reacting to these illegals. Mm. And they shouldn't react to it. Yeah, but isn't the whole thing that to make the government react? Yeah, wait a minute. You're right. They... It's a little confusing now. The facts set before the court portray reactive governance responses. Ah, to address a chaotic circumstance of the government's own making. Oh, no. Hold so on. So the government cannot clean up their own mess. Yes, it can. They can- that seems yes, wrong, can. too. Usually, isn't that what they wanted for the government? That's what I would yeah. hope they would do. So, <laughs> Everybody wants that. I mean, I don't uh, disagree that the government has made this mess and refused to clean yes. it up. But if you're yes. saying this is... Yes. Remember, federal judges rule on the constitutionality of something. Yes. So if you're saying constitutionally, the government. they cannot clean up their own mess, create hmm. something to do it, which we want. That seems wrong, but okay. She said... ah. They deny measured and ordered governance, which is central to the concept of due process enshrined in the Constitution. So they weren't getting due process while they were being processed. Yes, they were. The non-American citizens who are illegally trespassing in America and violating American law were not getting due process while they were awaiting their court case for due process. Yes. There it is. Now you get it. Now you know why mm-hmm. it had to stop. Got it. Okay. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Okay. This is, this is, by the way, both of these people, like I'm here legally, get more rights than we do. Seems they're like so that. Protect, seems like, uh-huh. they're, they're more protected than me and you, Doc Thompson. Yep. yep. And they're more protected than me, and I'm Hispanic. Oh, here it is. Okay. The ACLU had said prior to this that uh, Trump's order a week or so ago had loopholes. Loopholes? All they said is we're not separating families. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, they said they could, which is always, remember, they've separated families forever. Um, They said they could if the the child didn't have somebody to take care of them, Mm. if if the parents were a threat, Mm. if the child were a threat, if they were illegal, Mm. uh, if they'd committed some other crime, all these different, there's lots of extenuating circumstances, which was the case beforehand and is still the case now, even though the judge ruled on it. Okay. So it's the same loopholes and that's the reason they brought the lawsuit. And even though the judge ruled this and Trump is already doing it, it still has loopholes. And then... The ASALU said, listen, judge, okay. here's what we want. We want you to rule against Trump, and we want those families reunited within 30 days. Okay. Okay, five are over 30 days. Okay. Five are younger, 14, 14 days. Okay. You know, they only have to suffer half as much. I don't get that whole, can we just bring them back together? Hey, bring them back, like, now? Why does it have to be so many days? Oh, you got to put a time limit on it, you know. You have to? Otherwise, they won't do it. The government will just, you know. No, you tell them, hey, we want the kids back together now. Well, I mean, it takes time to find them. I will give them that. They have to put the limit on it, whatever. So reunited within 30 days, which is exactly what the judge ruled then. (laughs) That seems interesting. (laughs) And this judge, this uh, federal judge, was appointed by George W. Bush. Oh. Who was uh, 
very pro-illegals. Wow. This, it seems like a non-story. Because but I'm sure buried in there somewhere, Chris, <laughs> well, you read is the, whole the reason article. it needed to happen. You read the well, you know, bad reporters aren't getting to the like point of the fake story. News? Sure, it's probably fake news. Exactly. <laughs> it's what it is. There's somewhere in there. Like if we read Trump's executive uh, order? order, I'm sure you'd, you'd see in it that it's like, yes, we must reunite them after we torture them. And the federal judge said, no, you can't torture them or something like that. It's <laughs> probably some little nugget that, that they didn't put in the story. Okay. I'm guessing that's what it was because okay. why would they write a story like this? Why would the ACLU continue to put it, you know, the lawsuit in place? You know, unless maybe they, um, you know, they wanted to make Trump look bad, mm. something like that. They I'm wanted to exert their, uh, their, political their authority, game. political game, because you also have the midterms coming up, any of those things. But... I know that's not the case. They it's for the do children. that. It's for the children. If you could Thank save you. one children. If this executive order saves just one child, or, or this uh, federal, federal judge ruling, judge ruling yeah. doesn't that uh, does not that worth it? It if is it worth saves it. Just yes, you one know what? Child, yes, it is worth it. That's right. If it saves just one child one from, children. I don't know. I don't know what it would save, but hey, do we have the clip of Jay Johnson, former DHS secretary? I think we called for that this morning. I think we have a, a clip of Jay Johnson. Now, Jay Johnson worked for the Obama administration. Okay. And uh, the Obama administration was terrible when it came to immigration. Horrible. They just did not do their job. Like most presidents as of recent uh, years, they have not done their job to keep people out. They're not willing to do the, uh, the, the dirty work at times. And that's what it is. Like Trump was willing to do. Sometimes you have to be strong. It's tough love. You're actually hurting more people in the long run by allowing this to continue. Look at how divided we are now. Look at how many people have, have not, their lives have been on hold. For 30 years, people living here illegally. And their lives are on hold. They're hoping they're going to become citizens. Now, it's their own fault. I get it. But still, if you're one of the bleeding hearts down there saying we've got to help these people, whatever, fine. Their lives are on hold because we didn't either say, yep, you're all going to be legal or nope, get the hell out. Yep. No decision has been made. Yep. Kick the can. Jay Johnson was on with Chris Wallace this weekend. Okay. And Chris Wallace asked him about separating families and good for Chris Wallace called Jay Johnson out that the Obama administration mm-hmm. did the same thing on a different scale, mm-hmm. slightly different verbiage and with a different policy, but they still separated they still families. And of course they had... Hundreds of thousands of kids arrive unaccompanied over the course of a few years. Call Jay Johnson out. And I'm not a Jay Johnson fan, but Jay admitted it. Wow. And he didn't mess around. It wasn't like, well, Chris, but. He didn't get the political answer. He did not. I don't know what's going on. Huh. We have crossed another milestone here. Truly, things are getting weird. Listen to Jay Johnson. Pictures that we're putting up from 2014 show pictures of unaccompanied minors in, in effect, jail situations. Uh, as you look back on that, did you handle it so well? Well, Chris, without a doubt, the images and the reality from 2014, just like 2018, are not pretty. And so we expanded family detention. We had then 34,000 beds for family detention, only 95 of 34,000 equipped to deal with family. So we expanded it. I freely admit it was controversial. We believed it was necessary at the time. I still believe it is necessary to maintain a certain capability for families. We can't have catch and release. 
And in my three years, we deported or repatriated or returned over a million people. But again, you can deal with this on the border. You can try different things. We did not want to go so far as separate families. But unless we deal with the underlying oh. causes that are motivating people to come here in the first place, we're going to continue to bang our heads against the wall on this issue. All right. So what? Wow. Isn't that what you, we, we've been saying? What? This is crazy. Yeah. That's Jay Johnson. Maybe you should have had that uh, that idea. Back in the day. Granted, he was working for Obama, so he couldn't just run and do what he wanted. He had to listen to Obama. But yeah, that's exactly it. Until we deal with the under... What are the problems that make people... Or the underlying issues that make people want to come here? The desire. Mm -hmm. Yep. They're getting free stuff. You're living under the blanket of security that America provides. All of these things... The only problem is Jay Johnson believes that the solution is not to deny them that stuff here. Mm-hmm. We have to give them the stuff they would get here elsewhere. That's his theory. Mm-hmm. And that's where the failure is. But up until that point, really? There's no common ground there? He admitted they did wrong, admitted that they separated families, uh, didn't play the political game, and at least address the big issue, the desire to be here. Mm. Mm. And same thing with drugs. The war on drugs is never going to stop it because no. people have desire to do drugs. Take mm-hmm. away the desire to do drugs, or at least some of it from some people, and people are going to do less drugs. So his plan, though, is to say, my plan is, yeah, if you're illegal, you're not going to get that stuff here. You're not going to get anything. Mm-hmm. Now, right now, it is technically illegal for illegals, in America, to get stuff from the federal government. They cannot get free stuff, but they get free stuff. They get it a lot of different ways. One way they get it, other people in their house get it, welfare, that pays for the house, that pays for food, whatever, and they just share it. Because what are you going to do, kick somebody out? Mm, yeah. Uh, no, this house is for, my, for me only. You're going to have to live in the driveway. No, and then the government's not policing that anyways. They also get free schooling because there's Supreme Court ruling dating back decades that says immigration status is irrelevant to children in America. If you are of the minority age in America, you are to be given free Free education, and that is the point. So they get that free stuff. They also get free stuff from charities, churches, food banks, neighbors, all of these people that if they were not here, they would not get, and that stuff would go to others. And of course, they also work under the table. So they Mm -hmm. get free stuff, they get jobs, they get the blanket of security that America provides, all of this stuff while being here. Mm -hmm. And the possibility that at some point, the right cosmic tumblers will align. The right administration in D.C. with the right Congress will be in place, and they'll say, you're now legal. All of these things, you have to take those things away and say, truly, you are not going to get those things. Sorry, you're not getting schooling. I know it's Supreme Court ruling. I don't know how to deal with it, but you got to figure it out somehow. Uh, you are not going to get any food. By the way, food banks, you can't give it to illegals. If it's found out it goes to illegals, we got to shut you down. We're taking your business. You're in trouble with the law. Uh, the E-Verify system. No. Companies, Use it. no longer is it we're going to raid your company and arrest uh, 14 illegals here. Yeah. And, and you get smeared a little bit. And then two weeks later, you're hiring Back illegals up. again. Sorry. You get a couple of strike policy. I don't know what it is, but hey, we found illegals working here. You're going to get a hefty fine. You're going to be in trouble. 
Second time, you're going to prison. You didn't learn. The owners of the company are going to prison. Mm-hmm. Oh, third strike, you're losing your business. As much as I hate that, something has to be done. The onus has to be put back on those people not to hire them if we're going to say you cannot work in America. Otherwise, why the hell do I have to show a birth certificate and driver's license social security card when I get a job? Hmm. Why do I have to go through that BS with HR? We're going to need your social security card. And why? Yeah. Who the hell cares? I told you what the number is. How are the illegals doing it? Oh. <clears throat> They're not going through the same nonsense. And finally, you have to secure the border um, to make it difficult. All of these things to take away the desire and ability to get here. Jay Johnson's plan is if we give them stuff where they are, if we give more money to Honduras and Guatemala so they have food, more money to Honduras and Guatemala to take out the bad people, the MS-13s, if we secure the southern border of Mexico, it stops them. All of these things far, far away. Yeah. And while that's nice... It's nice to help out people around the world. Uh, would Jay Johnson or the Obama administration believe in nation building? Do we go in and invade countries in order to nation build? Because that's really what you're doing. You're giving people at Jay Johnson's uh, plan. You're giving them money and support and security and all of this stuff. Meanwhile, you're not in control of the government, so the government steals it from them. Yeah, a little bit gets to the people, but a fraction. Look at Puerto Rico. That's even America and yeah. what happened. All yeah. that stuff. It sat on the docks and didn't get distributed. And the stuff that did get distributed, a large portion of it went to... Payoffs. Payoffs. That's part of America. Yep. So you think us distributing this stuff in Guatemala and Honduras is going to get to the people? No, it's not. Of course it's not. So the only way it works, even in small part, is if we go in, invade the country, overthrow the government, set up our own law enforcement governing body, which is really military rule via the United States... And try to establish that, which we will have to occupy for years and years and years, trying to win the hearts and minds of generations to come before we can eventually pull out. That's how you have to do it. And even that is very difficult. Look at Afghanistan and Iraq. Meanwhile, did Jay Johnson and Obama support the invading of Iraq and of Afghanistan Mm. and the nation building thereafter? No, they did not. So they want to do a weaker version of that in some parts of the world. Yeah, your um, your empathy for people is very limited on one hand because you're not considering the people in North Korea and Iran and all these other places. You don't give a flying fig about them. So your empathy is limited and your education is limited as well because we tried that in Iraq and Afghanistan. And there's new reports out now, Afghanistan, their poppy crop. Oh, yeah. Their drug crop this year is going to be off the charts. Wow. It is. It's I can't remember these. I think it was double what it has been. Wow. It is flourishing. All we did was help them grow more drugs that are going to come back into the U.S. Meanwhile, the people are still suffering. The drug lords and certain people in the government are getting even more money. Meanwhile, the peoples are getting less. Wow. So Jay Johnson's real close to getting it. He just misses that little piece. Can't quite get over the hump. Can't <laughs> quite uh, finish it up. All right. Uh, get those tweets in with the hashtag. What I learned today. I got to tell you about Genesis 950. Genesis 950.com is the website. Go to Genesis 950.com. 
It's a concentrated cleaning product you're buying. You buy an entire gallon of it, and then you dilute it down yourself. And that makes it real nice, first of all, because you don't have all those containers, right? All the different cleaners. And you have a concentrated supply, so you don't have to run to the store. Oh, I forgot. It's going to be around for a while. So even if you look at the price online and you go, I can't okay, that's a little that. pricey. It's like 40 bucks a gallon or something like that. You're getting, once you mix the water with it, eight gallons of the stuff. Yeah. That brings the price down quite a bit. Quite a bit. Look at what you get at a, a spray bottle of like 16 or 32 ounces or something like that from the store of mildew cleaner or soap scum remover or countertop cleaner or shampoo or a cleaner, a rug cleaner. Mm-hmm. It's crazy expensive, far more than that. So don't be thrown off by the price. It's something you're going to have around for quite a while because it works on all those surfaces. You can clean your table off with your countertops. You can clean your sink underneath your sink. You can clean the floors with it. You can clean the walls with it. Works on all of these. You can even clean your clothes with it. It works that well. Try it today. Genesis950.com. Genesis950.com. Don't forget the promo code. Blaze. Blaze. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. All right, lots of good tweets coming in with the hashtag what I learned today. Hashtag what I learned today. It's at Doc uh, Thompson Show at Real Chris Cruz. Uh, you got Doc's tiny sack tweeting out, this federal judge is the Time Magazine cover of the federal judiciary. It's just so silly right now. It's, it's crazy time. None of this matters. It's all a pageant. Do you remember the movie, uh, was it Primary Color? No, it was Primary Color. Is that the one? No. What was the one with the pa- where, uh, um, Robert De Niro uh, shoots the pageant? With the help of um, uh, Dustin Hoffman. Okay. I can't think what it was. They they fake a war to help uh, okay. the president win or win re-election, whatever it was, or to get him out of a uh, scandal. And uh, wag the dog. Wag the dog. That's okay. what it's called. It's a pageant. That's all it is. It's it's a game. It's a show. It's not real. And and the people, like the Occupy ICE Oh, that's the Occupy Ice move. That's a thing. If you haven't, we casually mentioned it yesterday. Occupy Ice is what they're calling Mm -hmm. themselves. And all they are is being dill holes Mm -hmm. to people who work in law enforcement on the border. Mm -hmm. So, no, Ice become a terrorist. It has not. They're enforcing the laws. They don't make the decisions. Be ticked at Congress and the president, but they feel like they can't win that way. So they got to backdoor this thing. They find some other angle to try to get it done. So frustrating. Uh, The C42. Who are you? What have you done to the real Jay Johnson? Right. This is what I'm saying. I, I don't know. what is mo- Was he always that reasonable, but just had a different little end to it? Mm-hmm. You know, he used the counterclockwise mm-hmm. end, and I used the clockwise mm-hmm. ending to it. Is that what it is? Or does it have a slight? Because he gets that, that huge first part. People have an incentive to come here. So let's deal with it. But I never say anything that reasonable. Jay Johnson, I remember just trashing this guy for some of the ridiculous things he said and did. <laughs> and now, I'm, wait, what? <laughs> Was he just carrying water for Obama at the I think, time? I think, yeah. You Jeez. might be right on that one. Uh, speaking, Duck tweeting out, uh, where the heck am I going to store eight gallons of jugs of Genesis 950? No, no, you don't have to. 
dilute it all day you know, one. This audience, either you say it's too expensive or you do not get <laughs> the basic Just sticking concept. it to me. That's what they're is, doing. They're it, out I, to get I, me. Are they? Is that what it is? It is. They're all out to get me. And just because I'm paranoid doesn't mean they're not out to get me. Okay, See that? sound like Steve Cannon over See, there. See, that's what it is. Just because like I'm paranoid doesn't mean they're not out to get me. That's right. Yeah, maybe you leave it all concentrated. Thank you. And then as you pour it out, you know, you, 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 you get a smaller little thing and you pour half, uh, yeah. or, you, or you pour one part uh, solution to, then, to the water. parts water. And there it is. You so I don't have to make there. all eight gallons at once. Yeah, you don't have to do that or whatever. Because I was already like, damn, I mean, you can. that's a lot of work. Where am I going to store them, Doc? You put it in your bathtub. Just leave it right there. <laughs> store it in your bathtub. And, we and get... your bathtub will always be clean that way. Okay. Just remember Genesis 950. You'll figure it out. You'll figure <laughs> okay. It out. Believe it or not, you are actually being informed. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. If you want to join the program, always on Twitter with the hashtag What I Learned Today, please follow at Doc Thompson Show at Real Chris Cruz on Facebook. Please follow me as well. It's Facebook.com slash Doc Thompson Show. We uh, usually stay pretty engaged, although the last week or so I've been a little bit less on social media. Yeah. Haven't been as much on it. No, you haven't. I've been really, really busy, though. Tons of stuff I've been trying to work on and get done. It's been crazy busy. Um, Man, it, it just never seems to end. <laughs> I have this frustration. It always seems like the harder I work, the it doesn't. I don't get anywhere. Mm. Do you ever have that feeling? Yeah, all the time. <laughs> like I don't know why that always seems to be. When I look at the grand scheme of things, if I look over the last twenty years, I go, okay, yeah, I've, I've accomplished. But in the short term, month to month, year to year, it does not seem like I'm getting anywhere. I know. I know. It sucks. Very frustrating. And now there are a lot of things in the horizon that looks like uh, could be really bad for us when it comes to the economy. Yeah. There are, I, I try not to be the, uh, the doomsday guy. Okay. Inflation is still a concern. I mean, it's still looming out there on the horizon. We know that. Mm-hmm. If there is any significant disruption in the economy, especially with the tariffs and it's just... Yeah, interest rates are likely going to go up again. Mm-hmm. That affects everything. Now, interest rates going up, you can make money on the other side mm-hmm. too. But it's, I don't know, it's frustrating. All right, get the tweets in. Hashtag what I learned today. Hashtag what I learned today. Take a moment to tell you about uh, Field of Greens. Field of Greens <clears throat> is something that's going to help you live a little bit better because you're going to eat healthier. Eating healthier is paramount to aging well something that i was just telling my buddy brad staggs about the other day i go okay. so let me get this straight because i'm because brad's a couple years older than me yeah he is i said so when you get older you have more little problems and he said yeah that's that's right more health problems just little things whatever 
I said, and then those little problems you don't get over as quickly. No, you don't. And he said, no, you do not. And I said, and those little problems when you get older also domino affect other problems because you're not getting over them as quickly. And he said, yeah, that's right. Yes. And I said, those other problems that are caused by that one little problem you didn't go over as quickly, they cause other problems as well. And he said, yeah, that's right. So that, that's where I'm at right now. That's where I'm like, yeah, I just got this little thing that's not that. Wait a minute. Why is, wait, 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 wait. What, what, what? <laughs> and it becomes this huge issue. I'm like, it's not an issue. Eating well now is paramount to living Everything. better and being healthier, healthier long term. If you're in advancing years like me, it's going to make you healthier now. If you're a little bit younger, it's going to make you healthier now and probably healthier later. So it's even more important. You're you're getting an immediate benefit and a long-term benefit. The problem is a lot of us don't have time. As I just said, I, I work all the time. I don't seem to have the time or money that I need to get things done. Well, if that's you, you don't have that time and money, consider Brickhouse Nutrition's Field of Greens. Mm. You don't have the time to make those vegetables. You can't eat out at the restaurant. It's too expensive. You just don't like eating vegetables, but you want to be healthier. Field of Greens are greens. You get your daily dose of greens and the vitamins and the prebiotics and the probiotics and the antioxidants that go with it in one scoop. One scoop is one serving of your daily vitamins that come with with your vegetables. And it's not an extract, not just the vitamins or that. It's real food. It's real food. And you just mix it with the liquid. One scoop, eight ounces, drink it down. And and it works. And you create Hulk juice for the little kids. That's a good way to spin it. Just go to uh, Brickhouse Nutrition's uh, BrickhouseDoc.com. BrickhouseDoc.com and look for Field of Greens. Of course, they still have their other products up there. We've tried some of them. Uh, like Dawn to Dusk, love it, 10-hour oh, energy yeah. supplement. They do a really nice job. BrickHouseDoc.com. BrickHouseDoc.com. DMXDM saying, did Doc just call Jay Johnson a back backdoor dickhole? Yes, I did. And he added another two says, I refuse to, spe- to spell J, J-E-H. Okay, that is so yeah. douchey. So I, I saw so. it. And I'm like, wait a minute, because my computer's telling me that G uh, is misspelled. I'm like, yeah, it looks... Yeah, J-E-H is how he spells it. That's how he pronounced it. Hey. Does that... That's what? Hey. Well, in Spanish, in Espanol... And in English, hey. No, it's J. J. It's J. You sure it's not jaw? J. I think... Jaw. Jaw. That's J-A-H. Yeah, that's J-A-H. Oh, yeah, you're right. J. It's hey. It's like he's laughing, but... J. Uh, I don't, I don't, is it? I don't know. Is it short for something else? Is no, it, not not because I thought again. I thought you were wrong because I saw. It, I was like, J-E-H. maybe it's short for Jehemiah. Jehemiah. There's no R. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to help a brother Jehemiah. out. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, this is great. Uh, you got up. Uh, 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 Mojo Mac 50 Face JR saying, Doc spoons fields of green into Brad's mouth while getting his ear cleaned by Brad. Oh, that's a weird. No, no, no. No? I do the ear cleaning. Okay. And he does the, and, uh, the and he, he does the spooning. Exactly. Oh, okay. It's very okay. different. Okay. okay. Just making sure. And he spoons the greens while we spoon. Uh, Bruce, not Brucey, saying, uh, What I learned today. Doc, it's time for a Maxine update, update, update. Oh, uh, we do have a Maxine Waters update. Oh, we do? Yeah, I think we have one coming up later in the broadcast. Okay, yeah. okay. But uh, first, I want to know how you would rule. How would you rule on Trump's travel ban? 
Oh, the one. You know, the, the travel ban. Yeah. The Yesterday, yeah. the Supreme Court ruled uh, five to four in favor of his Trump uh, Trump's travel ban. Yes. Now, they didn't say, hey, it's a great idea, swell. It's a great policy. They ruled in the constitutionality of it. They ruled in favor of it. Now, I'm going to lay out some of the things that they said, those in the majority, those in the dissent, give you a couple of the details. How would you rule on the travel ban? Okay. Now, forget what you know in the past of some of this stuff. I go the travel ban. The people on the left call it the Muslim ban, all of this stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Chief Justice John Roberts uh, wrote for the majority, he said the travel ban is well within a U.S. president's considerable authority over immigration and responsibility for keeping the nation safe. He said at some point, uh, we expressed no view on the soundness of the policy. Okay. And he rejected the uh, complaint. The complaint was, it's a Muslim ban. Oh, it was targeting. Right. Of, yeah. And they're, they based that, it's a Muslim ban yeah, claim on claim. the fact that yeah. Trump had said on the campaign trail and tweeted out things that were anti-Muslim and we need to keep Muslims from coming into America and I will block Muslims from coming in. Yes, yes. Paraphrasing, but these are the types of things that he has said and tweeted. So they said that proves... That it's a Muslim ban. It's a Muslim ban. And John Roberts rejected that because he said it was not motivated anti-Muslim bias because it was... uh, uh, based on Trump's tweets and statements, mm-hmm. you you can't base it just on that. You have to base it on what it's doing, mm-hmm. the the law itself. So if I say I don't want everybody on this show is only allowed to eat chicken from now on. Okay, okay. I don't. I hate all other foods. I'm banning all other foods. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. I'm banning all other foods. You can only have chicken. chicken. You got it? Got it. I hate every other food. Yes. I hate them. Yes. It's my hate crime against them. Eh, no. I hate all other foods. You guys got it? You can only got have it. what? Chicken. What can you have? Chicken. All right. So the rule is? Only chicken. Well, yeah. You can have anything at Chick-fil-A. Oh, <laughs> hello. Hold on. I'm in. You can have only? Yeah. Okay. You know, Chick-fil-A serves? Chicken. Other things besides chicken. Yeah, bacon. So even though I said Eggs. I hate chicken or, or I hate everything else, yeah. I only like chicken, you can only eat a Chick-fil-A is the actual official rule. Mm. I say, I'm going to rule that you cannot eat anything else. The actual rule is you can eat anything at Chick-fil-A. <laughs> it's not really. You can have a milkshake. Ooh. You can have a Coke. Mm. You can have fries. Mm. Uh, you can have the fruit salad that mm. they have there. Chicken in various forms, yes, but you can also get the breakfast bowls now. Mm-hmm. You could get uh, like the breakfast sandwich that comes with chicken, cheese, egg on a bagel mm. and tell them keep the chicken. Oh, so could you just So there's that. a lot of other options there. There are, yes. That's basically, are, basically what we're talking yes, about there. Yes. Now, Sotomayor, incensed by this, writing for the dissent. Of course she is. History will not look kindly on the court's misguided decision today, nor should it. Based on the evidence in the case, a reasonable observer would conclude that the proclamation, Trump's rule, was motivated by anti-Muslim sentiments. She said her colleagues in the majority arrived at the uh, opposite result by, quote, ignoring the facts, misconstruing our legal precedent, 
and turning a blind eye to the pain and suffering of the proclamation the proclamation inflicts upon countless families and individuals. Now, Sotomayor's job as a justice is to rule constitutional. How? Uh, what's that? Constitutional. Is it constitutional? That's it. That's it. Remember, you, you, what did John Roberts write? He wrote, we express no view on the soundness of the policy. Yep. It is within the Over the years, Supreme Courts, justices in past, at times, have ruled on things because they thought it was good, good. for America. Yep. They thought it would be nice. It would help people. And that is not their job. Their job is to rule whether or not it's constitutional based on the law. The Constitution is the law. They say, does this fall with under the law? For example, Chris, you are not allowed to ever speak your opinion in public again. Okay. In any way. Okay. You can't do print, printed form, written form. You can't speak. I'm mm-hmm. ruling this as a new law. In con- it's pretty obvious that's a freedom of speech mm-hmm. issue, right? Yes. That's it. Yes. They look at what, what does the Constitution say? What does it specifically say in the First Amendment? Yes. Done. Can't say that. Can't rule that. We can't uh, pass that law. This is how we rule. You cannot pass that law. That's it. Doesn't say, hey, uh, Chris says a lot of stupid things and we don't like it. <laughs> Trust me, anytime Chris speaks, it's going to be bad for everybody. Yeah. It's better if Chris never speaks, but right. it doesn't matter. That's not constitutional. Nope. And that's what she's missing. So, again, she said they ignored the facts. What are the facts? Trump said these things. Mm-hmm. But then passed a ban, not completely in line with those things he said and tweeted. So really, you have to look at the facts of what he tweeted, or or excuse me, what the the executive order says. Not what he said, but the executive order. Again, you could say, and I'm sure there are people in Congress that have passed laws for reasons other than they are um, willing to say in public. I'm sure their motivations at times are different than what the law is. <laughs> yep. But we all stand and say, well, that law is constitutional or not. That's it. Mm-hmm. I agree with it or I don't. I disagreed with Obamacare. Okay. But the only part that I said was truly unconstitutional was the individual mandate. Mm-hmm. The rest of the law I didn't like and I would fight to overchange. But I never would have challenged it in court. No. I would have said... What are, you, what are you taking it to the Supreme Court for? This is asinine. Mm-hmm. They passed a law. It's the law of the land. Fight to change it. I would say why it's bad. But it, regardless of the Supreme Court ruling, is truly unconstitutional to force people into commerce, even if it's for their own good. Period. The Supreme Court got that one wrong, but it's based on the law. It's based on the Constitution, not whether or not I think it's good or bad. I didn't fight against Obamacare and say it was unconstitutional because I didn't like the rest of the law. That part was unconstitutional. The rest of it I didn't like. Yeah. I would never, as much as I stand for the Second Amendment, never stand for a second if the government said, you must own a gun. Oh, I would absolutely fight again. How dare you? And if they tried to somehow twist the Second Amendment into saying you must own a gun or use prior Supreme Mm -hmm. Court precedent saying you must engage in buying health care and we're going to use that to force people and say, well, it's been proven if you own a gun, you're going to be safer. You're going to be able to protect people, whatever. I would say absolutely not. Mm -hmm. And I would fight against that as much as I think it's a good idea 
to stand for the Second Amendment and for people to own a gun. Yep. And there's the difference. So she said they ignored the facts, Mm -hmm. misconstrued legal precedent. What? What legal precedent did they misconstrue? What, What precedent in the past? Well, the only thing I know that she mentioned as far as that goes is um, the World War II Japanese Americans that were um, put in concentration Concentration camps. camps, Well, sorry, freedom camps. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Is is that what she means? Because that was that has been ruled on in the past. She she likened it to that, and that was actually a Supreme Court case, and they said it was wrong. Well. John Roberts and others said that has nothing to do with the case. Yeah, she it, said they are gra- gravely wrong. And then also, wasn't there a travel ban during Obama? Uh, a similar, a similar type, but not ban? exact. Oh, right. okay, okay. But Obama, of course, had never said things about Muslims. Mm. But if you're bringing up Japanese Americans, there are a couple of differences here. Okay. The main difference being those were Americans. Americans. That's it. That's, that's the case. Simple, done. They picked them up and they were Americans. Done. If they were Japanese, fine. Do what you want. Mm-hmm. They're not American citizens. Are they here legally? Then pick them up. Mm-hmm. If they are American citizens or they are in the country legally following our rules and regulations, you cannot legally, nor should you, pick not them up and say, we're just going to incarcerate you. For no reason. For whatever the reason. Mm-hmm. And by the way, that's not a racist thing. I'm not saying that because, oh, you just did it because they're Japanese. It wasn't about race back in the day. People misunderstand that now. They happen to be Asian. They caught up other Asians in this stuff. We were at war with Japan. That's why. Now, there may have been little bouts of racism or things people misunderstood at the time when they picked them up. Mm-hmm. Hey, you. Yeah, yellow guy. We don't care. We think you might be a Jap. We're going to go ahead and lock you up. <laughs> yeah, there was stuff like that. People were anti-Asian at the time because they were so afraid of what what Japan was doing. But that was not the case of the law. So is that what she means? Well, she has truly misunderstood the case of the Japanese that were picked up, the Japanese-Americans, during World War II. So again, ignored the facts. No, not when you're the facts of the case. Number two, misconstrued. And then finally, her third point, turned a blind eye to the pain and suffering that it inflicts upon countless families and individuals. What? The people who can't come here. Who cares? Right. That has nothing to do with the constitutionality. Who cares? I mean, I don't want them to suffer. No, no. But that's, as a Supreme Court justice, you're not like, well, people are suffering. So by that argument, she could say, Chris, we've got to throw out every part of the Constitution. Because I did something that is constitutionally protected that inflicted pain and suffering on you. You're hurt. Do you see what I'm saying? That is not a part of it. So, real quick, what are the facts of the case? The travel ban has been fully in place since December. It applies to travelers from five countries that are overwhelmingly Muslim. Iran, Libya, Somalia, Syria, Yemen. They are overwhelmingly Muslim, but not everybody in the country is Muslim. The travel ban also applies to some non-Muslim countries, North Korea and Venezuela, parts of Venezuela. Venezuela. And... Chad had been on the list. It is a primarily Muslim country, but was removed from the list by the Trump administration in April because because they had met certain standards that the Trump administration had put forth when it comes to national security, identity management, and information sharing. Okay, okay. Based on those facts, 
How do you rule? Let's get a break in. We'll find out next. The next generation of talk radio. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. On the Blaze Radio Network. The most culturally diverse morning show on the radio, hosted by a white guy. It's the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. All right, so how do you rule? In fact, let me ask you two questions. How do you rule? And do you think Trump had any anti-Muslim motivations in this? Whether it's anti-Muslim because of his bias. Okay. I don't like those people. They're not all Jesus-y like me. Or he thinks that they are uh, primarily terrorists or terrorists are primarily Muslim. So number one, Chris Cruz, how do you rule on this case? Is his ban constitutional? Yes. Number two, do you think Trump is either uh, motivated by anti-Muslim bias because he doesn't like like Muslims or because he is trying to protect America and thinks they're terrorists? He's trying to protect America because he thinks he's terrorists. I absolutely concur. This is absolutely constitutional. If he had said, we are not going to let Muslims in the country, I would be standing with Sotomayor saying this is not only unconstitutional, but it is wrong. Mm -hmm. As long as there is anybody else in those countries, forget the countries that are not primarily Muslim, like North Korea. Of the five countries that it box, Iran, Libya, Somalia, Syria, and Yemen, that are primarily uh, Mm -hmm. Muslim, if in a total, if you got all the people of those five countries together and there was one dude who's like, yeah, I'm not Muslim. Okay. I'd say, sorry, it's constitutional. Yeah. If there's one, hmm. and there's quite a few scattered amongst those five yes. countries. Number two, that also gives them a pass. They took Chad off the list. Because it met the criteria that the, I mean, that the Trump administration right. sets. Right. That is pretty telling. How do you not give them credit for that? Thank you. And finally, if you have any other country on the list that is not primarily Muslim. It does not make you a racist. Or the way I counted, he has at least two and a half things that put him in the clear on this travel ban. Okay. Two and a half. Okay. Number one, there are people in those five countries that are primarily Muslim, that are not Muslim. Okay. That is a solid one thing. Okay, you're good. You're clear. Okay. Number two, there are countries that are not primarily Muslim, North Korea and Venezuela. Yep. Boom. That is another full, you're good to go. You're you're in the clear. And the half is the Chad part. Removing it. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's true. They did remove it, so it shows there are other standards, but it is still primarily Muslim, so I'll give you a half on that. Two and a half, boom, that he passes. He's good to go on it and yet they still did this so i do believe that trump does have some anti-muslim um feelings now i don't know if those anti-muslim feelings are anti-muslim because you're a christian and you don't like their religion or if it's you're trying to protect america and you think there's a lot of terrorism from it i think it probably is the terrorism part yep trump is very matter of fact very black and white and is not very well read on some of this stuff. 
It's not an insult. It's just true. And over the years when you'd watch him on Fox News, when they would always, for some reason, have him comment randomly on stuff, <laughs> right? They just put him on and they he'd did. love to comment because of his ego. Did. Yes. Yes, they he did. He would say stuff that people loved because it was very simple. Yep. And I don't mean that insulting. Sometimes it is very simple. He would say stuff like, uh, the terrorists, uh, we just need to stop the terrorists from coming here. So let's block those Muslim terrorists. Okay, you look at it. Most terrorism in America has been perpetrated in modern times by terrorists or, or by Muslims. Mm-hmm. Not all, but a lot of it. So if you could, sure, okay, target them. Let's investigate them more. It's a very simple reaction, and it makes sense. So I believe that's probably what he's thinking. So those people at 9-11, got it. The guy on the sidewalk with the truck in New York, right? All of this stuff, you got it, done. So terrorism equals Muslim, it goes both ways. Not that I think he thinks all of them are, but that's the choke point. Choke it off there, you're good to go. So I get what Sotomayor is saying as far as that stuff goes. Yeah, there is part of it, but it is certainly constitutional. And number two, maybe you call out Trump and try to understand his motivations a little bit more. I cannot believe I'm going to say this, but Keith Ellison actually got some of it right. What? Representative Keith Ellison? Right. The Muslim representative from Minnesota got some of it right. Okay. Not about this. He thinks this is absolutely wrong. But he was on uh, CNN with Jake Tapper. Did you okay. see the exchange? Yeah, yeah, they got pretty heated, a little bit heated. Yeah, I'm going to play it a little bit later on in the show. But uh, it, I can't believe that I actually stand with Keith Ellison, not on his ideas and values and such. But Jake Tapper had a gotcha. Really? He was, and Jake Tapper is not the um, the worst about the gotchas when it comes okay. to the media. Okay. But he absolutely pulled a gotcha moment trying to to stick it to Keith Ellison. Hmm. So as far as that goes, I'm going to have to stay with Keith. Details coming up. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson on the Blaze Radio Network. Okay, I I missed the story. Who do you know who she works for? Which congressperson she works? Talking about an intern in Washington D.C. That a couple of days ago, I didn't see the follow up on this. Trump is um, in D.C. She is an intern for a member of Congress and yells to Trump. F you, Trump. Yeah, Is that she, what she yelled? Yeah, she says, uh, yes, she says, F you, Trump. And she screams this out. Trump was passing by the House uh, Speaker Paul Ryan's office to discuss So she is on Capitol Hill. She's on Capitol this Hill. This is not an intern that later in the day was down at 7-Eleven and the presidential motorcade rolls by. No. This is in her capacity as an intern yes. on Capitol Hill. In, in the House of Representatives, the president passes by and she yells, F you, Trump. Yes. Do you know who she's an intern yes, for? Yes, she, she is an intern for Senator Maggie Hassan, a Democrat out of New Hampshire. New Hampshire? Yep. Okay. Oh, that wouldn't be a senator, though. Oh, is Yeah, senator. Is She's working for Senator Maggie Hassan. I didn't realize they New had Hampshire. the Democrat senator there. Okay, anyway, I'm not familiar with that senator. Anyway, uh, she got suspended. She got suspended for a week. 
and is back in business. He's back in business. I'm sorry. I I don't care who it is. Uh, you as an intern should not be expressing your political opinion like that while working for a senator or a congressman or, or a job, any of that stuff. You shouldn't be disrespecting. I don't care who the president was. If, wow, I don't, I don't care Obama. If you're no right-wing, no. conservative, whatever, and you're working no. for you know Dave Brad or Mark Meadows mm-hmm. or somebody, and you yell F Obama walking by, mm-hmm. you absolutely should lose your internship. Do you want to hear what the senator said? This is stunning. First Amendment, is that it? No, it's, uh, her behavior violated the standards of our office about uh, appropriate conduct. We suspended her for a week, and we took away the badge that allows her to travel freely in the Capitol complex, which means she will be highly restricted for the remainder of There's her There's no internship. consequences in that. You're not teaching people. You're, you're, you're actually just promoted, hey, this is what will happen with you. So more incivility. How is that helping? What is that accomplishing? And you're an intern. I value interns more than most people. I was an intern. It helped me a lot. I've always been very protective of interns at companies. I've gone to battle with them when people have treated them poorly. I have put my job on the line. I have been rabid in boss's face, like spitting as I talk to him because people treated interns poorly. And I'm sorry, as an intern, you have got to have a certain standard. You shut up. you, You keep your mouth shut. Do the job. Learn Oh my! This is very troubling. Oh, very. And then for 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 them just, and then one of the things was that she's getting paid, she, a paid intern, and who is she's she? a paid intern yeah. on top of it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Let's just. I'm gonna have to move on because I'm getting really ticked off here. If stuff like this bothers you and you want to set the world right, there's something very simple you can do to change things, and that is stop giving your money to Big Mobile. It's very simple. Don't give your money to to the big mobile companies out there. They are all progressive. Some more so than others. Some were founded on being progressive. Their their goal was to make money so they can give that money to protect progressive candidates and causes like Credo Mobile. We've Ooh, told you Credo, Credo Mobile. Mobile Doc? Credo Mobile started up in order to get progressives elected. And that's when Patriot Mobile said, oh, my gosh, we realized how much money some guys got together and said, we realized how much money Credo Mobile made and funneled to these candidates and helped them win. So we have got to start up a company that is conservative and libertarian. Credo Mobile is who they were fighting against. Patriot Mobile is fighting against. We found out today Credo's action, their arm, their activity arm from Credo Mobile is the one that is sending people to the homes of Trump's cabinet members, to their homes of ICE agents intimidating their families yep that's who's out there with big mobile other mobile companies yep turn it around today by signing up for patriot mobile go to patriotmobile.com slash doc sign up for an account this is it this is your this is the time you have to switch patriotmobile.com slash doc they have amazing coverage great customer service you can get an iphone 6s for just six bucks a month a j7 whatever that is for just six bucks a month and uh unlimited uh, plans nationwide for just twenty dollars a month it's great deals, great coverage, great customer service, and you don't have to you don't have to deal with the Credo Mobile, the Verizons, all of these people that are funneling your money to do bad stuff. Celebrity Chef Patrick talks business and food trends with Doc Thompson and the Always Hungry Morning Blaze crew. You know what this is, Chris? It's uh, bread. No, it's not bread. 
It's bread pudding. And what kind of bread pudding, Chef Patrick? My mouth is full of bacon. His mouth is. Salted caramel. It's the bacon salted caramel bread pudding we talked Ooh, about, about last week. week. <gasps> Thank you, Fredericksburg, uh, for publishing this recipe. Fredericksburg is. Uh, oh, Fredericksburg uh, uh, paper. Fredericksburg, paper, yep. uh, Virginia. Uh, yes. Yeah, Fredericksburg, Virginia. That's uh, Spotsylvania County area, mm-hmm. about an hour south of D.C., north of uh, Richmond. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. How is it? Let's just say it doesn't suck. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is amazing, Patrick. Holy moly. That, that's not bad. Layers and layers of flavor. I usually don't follow a recipe exactly. I followed this to the T. I'll retweet it after the, after the show yeah. again. It's excellent. This is incredible. The, um, the bacon and the caramel. So the caramel... Is very upfront. The sweet of the caramel, because mm-hmm. it's it's got a, a salted caramel glaze on it, right? Uh, yeah. So I just made the salted caramel sauce. It's caramel sauce. Add a little with a vanilla and, and okay, salty sea salt. And that's it. very upfront. Mm-hmm. So you get that sweet caramel. Boom! As soon as that starts fading a little bit, here comes the bacon flavor. Here comes the bacon. Now, is there um, little pieces of bacon? I didn't get a lot of the crunch of the bacon. There in the front. is. Yeah, you know, and when you bake it, even when it's crunchy, when you bake it in there, it kind of gets. Uh, lost in the not lost it gets okay, got uh, a little softer piece there. yeah it gets softer in the in the the custard that you cook it in mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it's not quite as crunchy as it could be you know a little bacon sprinkled on top wouldn't hurt i was just thinking that's probably mm-hmm. the way to go with that to add a little texture for really it. really nice crispy bacon really lean bacon when it's too fatty it's hard to get it crispy <clears throat> right that is that is really surprise i mean i thought it was going to be good i had no idea you got to hit this chris let's try this what do you got come on man Come on. It's it's can be a little warm. I'm not sure how it still is, but you got the sweet up front? You got a little hunk of bacon up there in the front top right there. Oh, here comes the bacon. Here comes the bacon. Okay. What? No. This is too gooey for me. Too gooey for you? Yeah. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> you, you know, people are always offended. They're like afraid I'm going to be offended when they don't like something. Mm-hmm. But I have to tell you, I I mean I like the feedback. I really do. Good or bad. The one thing, the most common reason that people don't like something is texture. Really? It's too chewy, too sticky, too... So, is, is, so this is... Can you say moist on the air anymore? Yeah, I know sure. that's like a taboo word. Can. Yeah, you can. Yeah, my daughter would cringe right now. Okay. Uh, are, now, do you like bread pudding normally? I love bread pudding, yes. Okay. I don't know, something is... is you're right, the texture's kind of like throwing me off. It's like gooey. The end piece, well, so... And when, I did start from the bottom. Mm-hmm. I did not start from the top. When you, bake, so. when you bake this, you actually put a little bit of the caramel sauce um, in. So when you... you lo- I made this in a loaf pan. So I filled it halfway and then put caramel sauce in the middle and then filled it the rest of the way and put a little caramel sauce on top. So if you've ever made monkey bread... Well, okay. I love the monkey bread. It, I love the monkey it's bread. made kind of the same way, except yeah, with this diff- one, you, you know, get the you caramel sauce. You know, in America, though, layers. it's not made with real monkeys. Oh really? <laughs> I know it's different in Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Yeah, we use monkeys. <laughs> I was gonna say no. It's it, it's just like uh, like cinnamon bread here. Oh okay. Uh, okay. So do you grind the meat when you make the monkey bread, or do no, you we just, just uh, it's, yeah. you strips? You want yeah. it in strips? It's more uh, meaty. Shred it, way. cook it, and mm-hmm. shred it. Gotcha, gotcha. That and some fried plantains. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm. oh, so that's not bad. All you have here is the bread, the bacon, the caramel, and what else? Um, the custard that's put in there and a little bit of the car- that's the custard mm-hmm. that is that, yeah. that's, that's what that's how you make bread pudding you, you, yeah. it's, it's an egg bakes that okay. makes it custard but that's probably why you like the the monkey bread better is because yes. it's individual pieces of yes. bread that are just put together that yep. bake as dry <clears throat> pieces yeah. with yep. the caramel between them try right? that piece that's more dry and don't put the um, as much caramel on it right there and I think you're going to be better off 
Yeah, and I put a lot of caramel on there before. Oh, no, no, I mean, caramel is fine. Yeah. The caramel is really delicious. Yeah, now try that. And you can bake it longer and make it drier. You like it a little drier? Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. It's really good. Uh, big fan. Wow, that's uh, that's awesome. That's Nicely not done. bad. There's some leftover for you later for lunch. There's got to be. I haven't mm-hmm. thought about it. There's got to be other uh, themes on bread pudding you can do. Like, sky's the limit. Banana and chocolate. It's a really good I've one. had that. Mm-hmm. Um, when I've had that, it wasn't done well, though. Really? I've only had it one time, banana and chocolate, and I loved the concept, and it wasn't done well. How did they do that wrong? I mean, it's slices of bananas and, and chocolate chips. I mean, how do you do that wrong? It. Um, I can't even remember what it was, but I actually, I think it was the bread pudding base that was done wrong. Could be. It wasn't uh, wasn't done right. So brioche is really key. The, the, a kind of bread that's um, that's light and fluffy and has a good, a slightly sweet texture uh, mm-hmm. taste to it. I, I to be honest with you, I use King's Hawaiian bread, like a nice sweet egg bread. Works. Oh, nice. Hala would work. So um, yeah, but I mean, you can do all kinds of stuff. You can do peanut butter. You can do peanut butter and banana. You mm-hmm. can do all kinds of peanut butter and chocolate. That would be a cool that, thing oh, to do. Yeah, like Reese. Oh, right. Um, I actually was playing around with custards one time like that and used various cookies. Instead of bread, mm-hmm. so use that, Ooh, which that is really good. was really cool. Um, I tried um, just talking like uh, p- uh, chocolate chip cookies and stuff. That was okay. It wasn't as good as I had hoped. Like Oreos. Mm-hmm. What worked really well, and you could probably I just did it once, and maybe you doctor it up a little bit. I took uh, Milano's, mm. the the Milano the cookies, light, super yeah. air light, right? Crisp. And I put them in a pan on. Uh, on edge, mm-hmm. laid them down mm-hmm. lengthwise and tilted them just a little bit so it was, you know, pretty, you know, in the pan and filled it so it was like this. And I think I even used uh, little smaller containers. Mm-hmm. Like so you the, stack, basically shingled them on their side standing up. A yeah, bit. exactly. Shingled, but they were, yeah, standing up. Uh, so when it came out, it looked very presentable. Love and it. then when you, they were soft and gooey when you spooned into them like that. Yeah, you use the bell on that too. When you spooned into them. Uh, but it was like Milano bread pudding. Oh, that sounds awesome. And I'm like, you could do something like that and drizzle something on top, maybe. Absolutely. Cool no, too. that sounds really good. Yeah. And that would be look, uh, look, look classy. Mm-hmm. So anyways, yeah, something there's a lot different. of stuff you can do there. Yeah, cool stuff. Well, thanks for trying this, uh, making this for us. Really appreciate yeah, it. And welcome. then you're going to tweet out a link to it. I will tweet that out in just a minute. It's at FoodBizPro on Twitter, at FoodBizPro or FoodBizPro.com. Chef Patrick is a business consultant, too. So if you are in need of a consultant for your business, he specializes in food service, but, of course, can uh, offer uh, all kinds of business consulting because chefs are particularly good at pricing things and and organizing things. Organizing kitchens, very tricky. Yeah, well, it's it's all about the pennies in restaurants, really. The average restaurant makes 7% gross profit. Um, so we're really good at pinpointing where you're bleeding, even if it's a small, slow What drain. is that? Average 7%? 7%. 4% on the net side. Okay. And restaurants way back in the day used to operate like on a half percent, 1%, and now are at what, two and a half, three and a half percent, somewhere in there? You mean uh, grocery stores? Grocery stores. Yeah, so grocery stores, yeah, grocery great, stores. Great, yeah. Grocery stores typically work on two to three percent margin. Okay. Back in the day when radio stations started gobbling each other up in you know, the last 20 years, uh, and some big companies out there owned all of them. Um, it was a 70% profit margin. I worked at a station that was at a 70% profit margin. And the new owners came in and went, this is, we've got to get these up. We got to, I, I got, I got, I got a little dizzy. I got a little dizzy there for a minute because I've been in this industry for so long that I'm thinking 70%. Yeah. I can only imagine how many people I've assisted over the years that would have retired in their first two years of business. Exactly. 70% profit margin. So, it, and then they just kept paying too much for it and it just got ugly or whatever. And obviously industry changed a little bit, but yeah, that's, that's what it used to be. Cause the overhead wow. was so low. It was, it was crazy. Um, 
Chef Patrick has some other uh, cool stuff coming up. Uh, in the next uh, few weeks, he'll end up launching uh, a website, Spoonie.com, mm-hmm. that'll also be tied to a uh, radio platform offering uh, audio content of food and fun, um, Spoonie.com. I have uh, partnered with him to help out on this stuff. To offer some content, and it's uh, one of the fun things I had mentioned earlier in the week where we'll do some you know, additional content and stuff. But I have some other interesting stuff coming up as well. But that'll be, that'll be a real fun exercise, and we'll grow that out. should be pretty cool. All right, mm-hmm. on to some other things going on. Uh, calories. I wanted to talk about calories on menus. I have come to love calories on menus. I order because I'm really trying to eat healthy now and uh, lose a little bit of weight and whatever, and I'm always conscious of that stuff. Counting the calories as not a primary function of eating or weight loss, but as a secondary, mm-hmm. calories on menus I love. My frustration over the years has been mandatory ones from the government. Mm-hmm. Um, but even that, I've explained away a little bit. Again, I still don't want the mandate from the government. But by putting the calories on the menus, at least restaurants, businesses can wash their hands, even we all can wash our hands about the claims of fat Americans and trans fats and salt because guess what? It's transparent at least. Yep. Now the onus is on you, the consumer. Who has not made a change at all. You realize that, right? They have not. No. So, so, so in 2008, New York instituted the mandatory uh, calories on menus. Right. If you have more than X number of locations, it's nationwide starting this year. Um, oh, in, is it? Th- oh, okay. But in New York City, uh, yeah, I believe it's, yeah. it might be this month or, ne- or next month. But in New York City, they, they implemented this policy in 2008. And uh, the average person, the average diner dining out, actually shaves off 38 calories per meal. 38. <clears throat> so An entire 38. Th- an entire 38. When you're talking about a 3,800-calorie Chipotle. That's half an Oreo. Chipotle-ish burrito. Um, yeah, so that's basically one it it's one and a half uh, it's a half a walnut maybe a little more than one one and a half walnuts that's 38 calories so it's that's gotta, how much you've taken out of your food that's got to right. be either um ignorance of what a calorie is and how many you should be having or mm-hmm. eating consuming for as part of a healthy diet uh or um they don't see them they don't notice what what do you think it is why well, it doesn't affect because everyone says they want to eat healthier yeah yeah we do we say we want to eat healthier but um Food tastes really good. We don't have to cook it. So whatever portion size comes to you, you eat the whole thing. Were you were you a member of the was your were your parents members of the Clean Plate Club? Right? Yeah, we had to do it. Yeah, yeah. we didn't use that term. They just uh, slapped us. Pretty much. Well, but my mother, <laughs> Finish your my mother was pretty nice oh, okay. about got it. it. Got it. Got it. Yeah, my Clean mother would just plate. if you didn't eat it for dinner, she'd like okay, fine, nothing else though. You can't have anything. I'm like okay, fine. The next morning, it came out for breakfast. Breakfast, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You had no other options. Right. And if it came out for breakfast, you didn't eat it, you got it for lunch. Yeah. Lima bean casserole, again, the <laughs> leftover portion. Thanks, Mom. Right. Um, I, that is shocking that it doesn't affect uh, more people. Does, mm-hmm. Do you pay attention to it? I do. Do I you do. pay attention to it when you see it no. on there? No. Do you at all? You don't notice at all? Mm-hmm. Wife and I were eating. Uh, oh, it was Chick-fil-A. Okay. We were eating Chick-fil-A over the weekend. And uh, I go, I'll run in because the line was so long out. And I said, what do you want? Just tell me what you wanted. One of their little scramble bowls that they oh, have, so which good. are really tasty. They're so mm-hmm. good. And I go, okay, great. I'll get that. What does the uh, cubby want? Whatever. And I go in and just kind of paying attention to the back. And I look and I was like, okay, that sandwich is 500 calories. That <laughs> one's 380 <laughs> and whatever it was. So I got the egg white one mm-hmm. because it's like 150 calories left, l- less. Absolutely. I look at my wife's and the scramble bowl was like 680 calories. And I was like, whew. So I get in the car and I was like, this is 380 
that's 680. Yeah, but she's chasing one and nursing one. It's okay. <laughs> I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just like, you know, pay attention. She I, I, wasn't looking at the menu. Had she seen that while we were standing in there, she probably would have made a different option. Now, there is, now menus can be a little deceiving or confusing as well. When you go to McDonald's and it says between 400 and 1,700 calories for a meal, what does that mean? Does that mean if you order the large drink and the large fry, that's an extra 3,000 calories? It, it's, it's not confusing, very confusing, yeah, right? I mean, it's they should give like the small, medium, large uh, right. calorie breakdown. I think that would make it easier for people to really know mm-hmm. how much does a an, a large drink versus a medium or small drink add to your meal. Because it's a lot. You know, one large, what, what, one, it's like 180 calories for one cup of... For most people, the single best thing you can do if you want to lose weight and cut calories as far as adjusting your eating goes mm-hmm. is soda pop. Sugary, sugary, for most people, sugary drinks. The, it one. is just, boom, hundreds and hundreds of calories mm-hmm. every time you, you drink one of those and they just keep getting bigger and bigger and you have them three, four meals a day on top of everything else. Most mm-hmm. people could shave off... 1,000, 1,500 calories easy just by cutting out soda Now, I'm, I'm not advocating this, but um, one of the ways that, they found, that they've discovered, discovered that people can um, lower their caloric intake and maintain it for a long time. So reducing your, your, minimum, your maximum intake below what your body's minimum is isn't sustainable, right? If you just completely cut calories across the board. Right. But low-carb diets tend to work better for a longer period of time. Most people can maintain that for a year and a half to two years without any issues. If you look at the people on The Biggest Loser, six years later, almost all of them have gained their weight back, and right. several have gained back more than they than yep. they weighted to begin with. That's one of the reasons we talked about Riduzone. Same thing. That's uh, Absolutely. one of the things. All right, I'm going to a quick break. We'll come back with the lightning round. Jeff Patrick on The Morning Blaze. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. The Blaze Radio Network. Culturally diverse morning show on the radio, hosted by a white guy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. All right, we're gonna go. Uh, you're gonna do a lightning round. Ah, uh, yeah, I think so. I think. We're right, ready. Okay, you, I think we're ready. Oh, oh, oh yeah. You, you want to bring up the chili? Is that why you asked? <sighs> Skyline chili, yes or no? Uh, no, I am not a fan of, and it's nothing against Skyline. I'm just not a fan of Cincinnati chili in general. It is funky chili. Sorry, folks in southwestern Ohio. It is funky, and uh, you're all brainwashed. I think this are, is this like a north-south uh, in, intrastate feud. Well, um, you could look at it that way, mm-hmm. or you could look at it as people with taste <laughs> and people that have been brainwashed <laughs> to think this is actually edible stuff. It's not. This is like people that grow up in uh, in parts of Africa that eat uh, like uh, cockroaches and twigs, and they're like, mm, no, it's cockroach and twigs too. Sure, we eat this all the time. It's fantastic. I've had it my whole life. No, it is not good. It is funky. And you're like, oh, I love it. Yeah, it's because you grew up with it. Seriously, it is not good. Stop eating this stuff. You know, hey, I have a question. This is a yeah. serious question. If there's a food allergist out there that could tweet back a reply on uh, on this, uh, maybe maybe Steve could help out with this, the Steve42, I think. Um, is there a reason that you never hear of allergies like peanut and strawberry allergies in countries where a lot of the, the, the children or, or even the adults are malnourished? I can't imagine that you would send peanut butter to Africa and see a bunch of people dying of... Interesting. I, I mean, because I know There's they got to be something tied with our I, cuisine in the past. I, I, I could be wrong. I'm just curious if that if those allergic reactions that we're seeing that are exacerbated today are 
relation in relation to the rest uh, of our diet and stuff. Geographic location based on diet. Yeah. That's really interesting. Curious. Yeah, that would be good. Why did you bring up Cincinnati chili? Why was that on your mind? No, I don't know. Just, just random. Just random. Yeah, I, I was having, like a, I was having a conversation with Chef Matthew in the kitchen. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. he likes it. Glenn likes it. Some of the other people around here, I'm like, yeah, may, may, it, may have been one of our listeners. Not may, may have brought it. May, may have said mentioned maybe. maybe yeah, it's it not just Scotland. There's Gold Star. There's Empress. Oh, yeah. There's Blue Ash in the region, region yeah. or whatever. Just um, that style just, just doesn't do it. It's for got you. no. It's got some sort of spice in it. I give him the business, and it's fine. It's just got a spice or something I don't like. And everyone has different theories of what's in it. No, no, it's maple syrup. No, no, it's chocolate no no it's cinnamon i don't know if it's none of those all of those one of those i just know it's funky and it's not good <laughs> sorry it is, and, and some people just go no no they put it over noodles it's so weird okay i don't care about the noodles noodles are fine yeah it's sauce over pasta but you know, yeah it's fine okay i get all that that's all fine it's just got a funk to it that i don't i don't get i'd like to know what the funk is so i could avoid it in the future <laughs> So they, it should be transparency. This is the funk that's in it. I'll find the flavor you don't like. And that, please discover it. So then if I see this on a menu, hey, it's this funk chicken at some other non-Cincinnati chili restaurant, I can go good. I don't like that funky stuff, whatever it is, and I move on. <laughs> it's got, and pungent. Holy moly. You put a bowl of that chili like six miles away and you're like, okay, somebody's eating chili. <laughs> Cincinnati chili. It's right here. When you when you're in Cincinnati and you want traditional chili, you you have to specify if you go into a restaurant, like even Bob Evans or a chain restaurant, you go mm-hmm. in and you're like, I'll have a bowl of chili. Wait a minute, is Cincinnati chili is okay, good. Okay, good, I'll have that. <laughs> All right, we need to get to the lightning round. Okay, you're gonna have to stick around later. Okay. We'll have to get some of that coming up a little while later. Sounds good. I have some other things we have to do though too. Get a quick break in and we'll come back and uh, cover more of the daily fun and uh, activities on this the morning break. Sorry, we didn't mean to offend you. Actually, yeah, we did. This is the Morning Blaze on the Blaze Radio Network. of common sense and comedy. This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. All right, let's get some uh, tweets right off. It's at Doc Thompson Show at Real Chris Cruz. Hashtag, of course, what did I learn today? Uh, a lot of gifs of Homer just salivating. Did you guys get done talking about food? Yeah, yeah, we finished up, and then we were talking about some other stuff. Chris uh, ducked out to go have some more of the, yes, the gooey bread pudding <laughs> the gooey that he didn't like pudding. so well. So Which I just, just got slapped on the face, okay. <laughs> because it's not gooey. Chef uh, Matthew got, just kicked he, me in the face about Well, he it. got kind of a, um, uh, you got kind of a props from Chef Matthew. Glenn Chef was in, and he said it was uh, pretty solid with the uh, flavor. He, he brought up a good point. The smokiness of the bacon just kind of lingers yeah, that's throughout. Yeah, what he was saying in the and next it's, it's just yeah. real nice. It's not overpowering. Real solid. Yeah, Matt seemed, like, that's, I'm glad Matt liked it. That, that makes a big difference. No, it does. When somebody else like that. And Matt, mm-hmm. Matt's pretty good about stuff. He has a, a pretty soft palate when it comes to flavors. He's, Tyler he's from Misery is saying now, Cincinnati chili has cinnamon. That's what makes it delicious. Hey, this is the great debate in Cincinnati, too. This is, yeah. Is that true? Uh, we don't know. It's, it's, it, the, the rumors are 
chocolate, cinnamon, maple syrup. Those are probably the the front runners that people always suggest, mm. but I don't think it's that simple. I think there's something else. I think there might be a, uh, anus in it too. Oh, what's the? No wonder a lot of people are saying that online. Is that what it is? is yeah. There, what's that's the licorice flavor? Is anus right? Yes, yes. Is, that, yeah. is it still a, that way? Because anise, maybe? Thank you. Anise, yes. Yeah. Are you anise. sure? Yes. Mm. I, I think mean, it's chef, that one. I hate to embarrass you. You're a chef, but, uh, you know, pronouncing it, I'm pretty sure it's pronounced anus. No, no. Have you tasted it? <laughs> no, no. Do you like black Can licorice? Can we move on? Can we move on? Do you like black licorice? No, I hate the black licorice. There that's what it is. That's that's anus flavor. No. Uh, we got bacon pickle tweeting out what I learned today. Healthier food equals less tastier food. Calories are for suckers. <laughs> Is that true, Chef Patrick? No, we had some really tasty Whole30 <laughs> chips last night from uh, Sam's or from uh, Yeah, Costco? by the way, yeah, if you're on the Whole30, mm-hmm. uh, Sam's Club has a Boulder Canyon line of chips. You can get them other places, too. Are those the ones in the picture? Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, three Those ingredients. Three ingredients: uh, potatoes, salt, and they're cooked in third. Ol- uh, ingredient is they're cooked in olive oil. Yep. So certainly by the letter of Whole Thirty, pretty much in the spirit of Whole. Long as it's not a meal and just a snack. Right. Exactly. Something like that. It's real good. So that's another option for you. But they're Deuce, available to clubs. Deuce five tweeting out what I learned today. The last time I made bread pudding, I used a recipe that called for Krispy Kreme donuts. For the record, oh. I don't question why I'm a diabetic. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. You got to, uh, if you're taking something like I said, the Milano cookies, realize those have sugar in them. Mm-hmm. So normally, if you're starting with a bread that has no sugar, isn't real sweet, and it says add sugar, great. You can probably cut back on that sugar if you're starting with cookies or donuts. Just, just a little tip for you there. Yeah. It will help out. Uh, and lastly, constitutional drawing tweeting out what I learned today monkey bread good, harambe bread bad. That was pretty good. I don't know. I kind of like harambe bread. By the way, again, anything with harambe, harambe will get red on the air. That's it. It's there. Red on the air and a laugh. Uh, good for you people. Rest in peace, sweet prince. Rest in peace. Rest in pre- peace. Hey, before we move on real quick, I got to remind you about Minostalgia Wild Rice. If you're it's looking like to eat healthy food. and more food, just go to blazewildrice.com. This is legit. This is a solid product that can be a cornerstone of a lot of things you do. Mm-hmm. If you're on certain diets that are restrictive... <clears throat> And you need to cook with rice Minnesota or rice, rice flour. Uh, Minnesota wild rice is gluten-free. Yep. yep. You don't have to worry about that. It is uh, cholesterol-free. It is almost a complete protein by itself. Trace that is minerals so and vitamins. weird. I know. It's, it's like, so weird. Because there's so many types of rices around the world. And this isn't even... It's uh, not even really a rice. It's more of It's a, an ancient grain. It's more right. like a... Yeah, it's really... Like other. quinoa or one of those ancient mm-hmm. grains or whatever. It's the only native one in North America. It is so tasty, too. But... You can you can adjust it so you can add a little more water, cook it a little longer to make it a little softer if you need to, because then it becomes more sticky rice esque. Mm-hmm. It's at least more in that vein, um, but you'll love it. Make it up ahead of time for your family. If you make a bunch of the rice and you don't season it, then you could dole it out through the week in a bunch of different applications. You can add cinnamon and sugar or something. You can make it into a custard with some eggs. Oh, you put a little uh, a little bit of a uh, maple syrup on there and a fried egg on top. <clears throat> Just thinking. Just a touch. You could replace the bread in this bread pudding with make a rice pudding and still yeah. use bacon mm-hmm. and caramel. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes, you can. Oh, my gosh. I that love would be... Oh, wild rice pudding. I'm going to make a note. I'm going to try wild rice pudding. We should try some variation of that. Mm-hmm. Just go to blazewildrice.com. Try the sampler packs because you get to sample a bunch of different things. The That's syrups, the, best the jams, way. the jellies. That's the best way. Experiment and figure out what yeah, you want. Yeah, because you don't know what you want. Try the sampler Try packs. Try it all. Yeah. Blazewildrice.com. Don't forget the promo code SALAD because when you order some of the rice, Five. they'll throw in a uh, season, a yeah, free the, wild the, rice the season. The wild rice season, yes. Blazewildrice.com. Joining us now, Jeff, I'm going to go ahead and uh, screw up your last name, so I'm just going to go ahead and let, let you pronounce it. 
<laughs> Jeff Deal. How you doing, Doc? Deal. Good. Nice to nice to have you on. Now you are currently a state rep in Massachusetts. That's correct. My eighth and final year. And you are running to challenge Elizabeth Warren. And that's right. I've been uh, campaigning for about a year now. Uh, we have uh, won our state convention overwhelmingly about two months ago. And uh, we are certainly now uh, seeing some polling that's showing that we're winning with independence. Elizabeth Warren has not been working for Massachusetts since she uh, was elected uh, back in 2012. And now she wants to run for the presidency in 2020. Everybody knows it. And so what we're doing is uh, campaigning about the fact that I have a track record in this state of actually cutting taxes. Her track record is basically, you know, open borders. She wants single-payer health care. It's something that Massachusetts doesn't want. And uh, now we're seeing polling that says they don't want her either. So uh, when is your primary? Because you're running for the Republican nomination, right? That's right. September 4th, the day after Labor Day. Wow, that's a late primary. It is. So uh, we've interviewed, and I don't want to give you know them any um, the attention during your time here, but some of your um, challengers or competitors when it comes to the GOP nomination and some other pretty solid people. Jeff, this is what I don't understand. I meet a lot of people from Massachusetts, a lot who get it. Why is Massachusetts so lost when it comes to some of these really simple, basic American freedoms and values? Well, it's actually interesting. Back in 2010, of course, Scott Brown won when he said he would be the 41st vote against Obamacare, the Affordable Act, because nobody got that savings uh, in their health care plan. And so this state actually is reasonable when it comes to fiscal issues. In fact, in 2014, I was the leader of a repeal of an indexed gas tax in Massachusetts, the Boston Globe blame me for uh, two two billion dollars in lost revenue to the state. Well, we actually put that back in consumers and businesses' pockets because we knew there was a lot of fraud going on with the uh, the gas tax and where the money was going. And we also have a Republican governor now, a lot different than when Elizabeth Warren was elected. When Obama was running for re-election, she was on his coattails. She actually underperformed when she beat Scott Brown. She only won by seven percentage points when Mitt Romney lost to Obama by 23 percentage points. So this state is actually starting to come around. It's just uh, that this is going to be the cycle we actually prove to the country. Elizabeth Warren is completely out of touch as the face of the progressive far left. And uh, I think that's going to really be evident uh, come November. I, lo- I love how they spin it, though. It's it's not a you staved off an unnecessary tax increase. No, no, you're responsible. <laughs> you're to blame for uh, lost revenue. Oh, it's uh, crumbling bridges and roads is all I heard for the entire year of 2014. But we found out that, uh, first of all, 50% of our gas tax in Massachusetts goes to our MBTA, the T. And uh, the T shut down completely a year later because it, it had $6 billion of deferred maintenance. They were never even spending the money where they were supposed to. And then uh, we also found out 50% of the gas tax uh, goes to fund road construction in Massachusetts that's four times the national average. We spend in our state $675,000 per mile per year to maintain our roads. Wow. There might as well be gold bars underneath some of our uh, yellow striping there because it's ridiculous. We're number two to New Jersey in the country, and it's so wasteful. Uh, and so anyway, we were able to prove to the public that that was the uh, wrong way to go, to have a, a tax go up automatically every year without a vote. And uh, I was able to uh, debate three different mayors around the state uh, during that time, and and we won. Uh, we actually outperformed our Republican governor in that election cycle with that ballot question by fifty thousand votes. Wow, that is a sub- shocking amount of money per per uh, per road per mile. That's <laughs> unbelievable. That's that's stunning. I've I've been all over Massachusetts. I've been over in the Cape. I've been around Boston. I've been inland. I've been all over and. 
Your roads are not spectacular. They're no, not. They're not, they're not paved with gold. Exactly. So um, I love that uh, that you think that there are some changes going on in Massachusetts, and that actually shines a little bit of light on it when you say that Massachusetts are primarily, um, are, are at least more fiscally conservative. That's probably heartening to most of the people listening, because I think a lot of people around the country that are conservative or libertarian have just gone, well, Massachusetts is gone. Write them off. No, well, look, Doc, the other thing is, this state used to elect Ted Kennedy year after year after year. Yeah. After, you know, even though he had all those moral failings, the big thing for them is making sure that you deliver for the state. And uh, he always, you know, brought home the bacon. That was the big thing. With Elizabeth Warren, she's been the main resistor in Washington now uh, since President Trump took over, and she has no seat at the table. We have all. Democrats from our congressional delegation, nine congressmen and women, two senators, their lifeline for Massachusetts now in the state is to have a Republican with a Republican-controlled House, Senate, and White House. I was the only Republican in the the entire state elected official to endorse Donald Trump, and I was his co-chairman for his campaign here. Uh, Donald Trump uh, got a million, 90,000 votes in Massachusetts, even though he lost the state. That's more than our Republican governor got when he won in 2014. So the truth is there's voters out there in Massachusetts that want to see someone in Washington break the gridlock, stop the finger pointing, and basically listen to them and not lecture them like Elizabeth Warren does. Wow, really interesting. I just uh, stumbled on an idea and something I'd never really considered when you were saying that about Elizabeth Warren. She is not very identified with Massachusetts at all. She is. We, we have politicians in Washington whose personality and persona, their brand, has far outshined their uh, their commitment to their local district or their state, where it's all about them. Elizabeth Warren's one of those. You don't identify her with Massachusetts. Now, if I say Chuck Schumer, you go New York, done. If you say John McCain, a lot of people would be like, oh, he's, uh, what is he, um... Is he Nevada? I think he's Arizona. Right. You see what I'm saying? (laughs) They don't identify with the state. So that that's about her. Right. She's about her. She's written two books while she's been in office. She's made one point six million dollars for herself. She's basically a part time author, a part time senator and a part time presidential candidate. (laughs) Yeah. Nobody knows about what she stands for in Massachusetts because she's never here. She's actually flying around the country all the time trying to prep for this. 2020 presidential run. Uh, a few weeks ago, she was in Ohio uh, campaigning for their candidate for governor. Uh, she was just in Reno, Nevada last weekend, uh, raising money for herself and uh, and helping. You know, these are early voting states or so swing states. She goes to uh, New York to go on talk shows. Uh, she basically has ignored Massachusetts from the day she was elected. And, and I have a track record, having served in office for eight years here, of putting the people of my state first. And now I get to go to Washington and actually work for Massachusetts on a regular basis. By the way, she was on MSNBC with Chuck Todd uh, talking about um, this, uh, her books. And he asked her, well, will you serve the full six-year term? Uh, if you're reelected, and she wouldn't answer the question four times after that question, she wouldn't answer it. So clearly, oh, she doesn't wow. care about our state. Wow. Okay, that's pretty telling. There, that is. Yeah. A little bit more about you, uh, Jeff. Tell us about your background. So you've been you've served in the Massachusetts legislature for a while, but you also have a private uh, sector uh, career as well. Sure. My wife and I own a small business. I actually uh, was 40 years old when I first decided to run for the state legislature. You know, I'm an Eagle Scout. I always thought you have to leave the campground better than you found it someday in life. And so for me, my chance to give back came kind of later in life. And so, you know, while my wife and I have a great business, uh, we also 
saw this as a chance for me to try to help the town I live in. And by doing that, when I got to Beacon Hill, which is where our capital is in Massachusetts, I found out, you know, there's a lot of problems up there. Uh, you know, and so since I've been in the legislature, not only have I been able to get a repeal of the indexed gas tax, uh, but I've also been able to do things like block um, the uh, illegal immigrants in our state from getting driver's licenses. I was uh, one of a handful of legislators that actually took to the floor and, and debated that and was able to get our governor to pull that back out of a, a state budget. So, you know, for me, uh, we've always been trying to face, you know, the Democrats in Massachusetts on Beacon Hill on, and, you know, uh, light handed. We have uh, a super majority of Democrats that run the House and Senate. And yet uh, and we do have a Republican governor, but of course they can override them. So it takes um, legislators who are willing to stand up for their citizens. And uh, I've been elected four times uh, to my office. The last two times I've been unopposed, even though the Democratic Party chairman of Massachusetts lived in my district for the bulk of my time here in office. So uh, I've certainly been able to face the Democrats. And uh, now in Washington, of course, uh, there's a huge challenge with the, um, you know, the effort to basically block the president at every turn. And Elizabeth Warren, like I said, has no intention of trying to help our state. And I think that uh, it's become so evident that that's why our polling is showing that I'm leading uh, independence, like I said, by 17 percent, wow. I'm sorry, 14 percent against her. And we are um, only two points behind her in the general election. That is huge, huge, Jeff. Wow. How can people find out more about you? Well, they can go to my website, which is dealforsenate.com, which is uh, D-I-E-H-L-F-O-R, Senate.com. And there you can find uh, information about what I'm all about. I have my policy plans listed there uh, on building the wall, making sure that we support immigration uh, and customs enforcement officials because they're just trying to protect our country, trying to protect uh, our state. And uh, by the way, I'm very happy that the travel ban has been upheld because um, in Massachusetts, you know, the Zanaya brothers were flying to and from Chechnya, their home state. They said they were refugees from there, but they were actually becoming radicalized uh, and then ultimately committed the uh, marathon bombing that killed uh, four people. Um, you know, and so it's just something that we need as a state, we need as a country, and I'm glad that passed. So go to dealforsenate.com, and if you can help my campaign, that would be fantastic, because I will be voting for the best interest of the entire country uh, as a senator from Massachusetts. Would you uh, be willing to uh, take donations if people wanted to help you out financially? Absolutely. I mean, you know, the more hands, the lighter the work. All right. And it's dealforsenate.com. We'll tweet out a link to it. We'll post it on social media. Uh, Jeff, again, you sound like uh, somebody who could really help the country out. Um, I wish you the best of luck. If we can help you in any way in the future, let us know, okay? Sounds great. Thanks, Doc. All right. Jeff Deal, Massachusetts State Rep running uh, uh, to challenge Elizabeth Warren in the uh, general election this fall in the primaries in September. Okay, we have spoken with three people that are running in the Republican side. And so far, they superstars. Amazing. You got uh, Shiva, Dr. Shiva. Dr. Shiva is you awesome. You got Beth. Beth was great. And now and you got Jeff. Jeff Deal. These all very solid. Why in the world? And you, and you notice what all three of them bring to the table, right? <clears throat> they all three have uh, private sector Private background. sector jobs, yep. Uh, businesses. They've all been business owners or currently yep. business owners. Yep. Uh, all a little bit of uh, public service in mm-hmm. different ways. Uh, all get it. They're not. They're not bogged down. Do you notice? And they've all stuck to the message of what Elizabeth Warren is failing on. Right. They're not attacking each other, even though those three are all running against each other for the primary. Yes, they are. All stuck to Elizabeth Warren. Um, Beth was like. I'm not even going to bring up her, hey, how are you? Hey, how are you? Heritage, right? None of that stuff. So, they got Dr. Shiva leading with the, hey, how are you? Hey, leading how with are the you? whatever, right. 
But all of them just saying, I'm not going to get bogged down in the minutia of all of the other crap. Here's the point, right? She is a failure for this, 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 and this, and it's bad for Massachusetts, bad for the company. And he brought a good point where, what is the identity of Senator Warren? We don't know. Right. Massachusetts? I didn't. Right. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I hadn't no, thought you're about right. that. You're right. Until he you're said right. that, I was like, there are politicians out there. That you know where they come that from. That you know where they come from because they're so closely identified. Yep. Chuck Schumer New is New York. You Through and through. And you got to give him credit for that. Yes. Right? Well, I mean, you're like. Pete King. Pete King. Do most people know where he's from? I yeah. bet most wouldn't. Do you do you know? Do you think yeah. most know from yes. New York? Okay. Yes. I didn't know if you'd know. Yes. Um, others you don't know so well. Ted Cruz. You Ted Cruz, Texas. From. You got that right. Mike, uh, Mike Lee. I bet he's a little more on the fence for people. Really? But he's not that. The, it's not that you can't identify always where they're mm-hmm. from. I think that's part of the problem. It's when they are so far out there where you're like, uh, Elizabeth Warren, Elizabeth Warren, and you know nothing about. She's not tied to it. She's not representing those people. Mm. You know what I mean? There yeah. are certain people you know. I'm trying to give you another example of somebody that's really identified. Mike Huckabee. Mike Huckabee? I don't know about him. He's so far out of the picture anyway. I don't know who that is anymore. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, I'm going fat, bass player. I'm going fat, yes. that's what Fat, I'm annoying, fake, unfunny. Fake comedy hour. Something like that. Comedy hour. It's comedy. Mike Huckabee comedy hour. <laughs> hey, but Kirk has a fascination with uh, Mike Huckabee. Yeah, I think he does. He does. He I do. I just, him up a lot. I just like to, I like to hear you talk about him. Uh, <laughs> really. I really do. I it's hate great. Mike Huckabee so much. All right, let me so get a quick fun. break in. This is the morning blaze. <laughs> This is the Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. I actually had the discussion last night with a couple of friends, what a great deal Earthwater is and what a great product it is. Yeah. I mean, this was last night. I was sitting with people and I'm like, have you heard about their affiliates program? And I was like, think about this. They offer a 40% commission just for you sharing the information about Earthwater. It's a <clears throat> um, direct-to-market model, which is really successful. It's gotten kind of a bad rap over the years because, you know, some companies that were found and it was all weird. That's not how it is anymore no in fact robert kiyosaki from rich dad poor dad has said this is one of the best ways from rich dad poor dad Mm. the author oh okay okay okay. best-selling book of uh, finance finance book ever anyway he said this is like the best way a company can grow quickly the good news for you if you become an affiliate an earthwater affiliate a brand ambassador uh you'll get paid a 40 percent weekly commission on all orders placed by your customers come on man and all you have to do is share your unique id link with others that's it you don't have to fulfill their orders it's all done through amazon free shipping and handling there's no minimum there's no uh required auto ship none of that essentially you go hey okay earthwater's awesome try it and you go okay i try it and you go try this link here you go order through here done can I order 10 cases? Yeah, exactly. You know, you you can, but you might want to order 20. Order 20? Just I think you should. I think 20. you should. Yep. Boom. 40% commission. Mm. That is awesome. So uh, as a little business sideline, okay, make a couple of dollars. I would think it would be pretty easy for a person to pull in a couple of hundred bucks a month. Yeah. Or maybe do this. I don't know. Maybe start an affiliate program. 
Maybe your office drinks a lot of bottled waters. Right. Be like, go to Let's HR. Let's be healthier. Be like, hey, I got this great idea. Yep. I can get you guys some good. I can hook you up. Yep. Exactly. And But I would think pretty easy you could make a couple hundred bucks a month for doing virtually nothing. In which case, hey, you just paid your cell phone bill, your car payment, whatever. And then if you're looking for more money, you put a little more into it. It's a turnkey business opportunity that pays a 40% commission. Just go to Team Earthwater uh, website at theblaze.teamearthwater.com. There you go. See my recovery? You almost, you almost got it. <clears throat> theblaze.teamearthwater.com. That's yes. theblaze.teamearthwater.com. So earlier I mentioned Keith Ellison. Yes, you did. From Minnesota. And said, I actually stand with him on something today. I can't believe that. I don't stand with him on the Muslim ban. Trump got it right. The Supreme Court got that part right. It's fine. It's not anti-Muslim. I would not stand for it if it was. Mm-hmm. I would say absolutely not if it was just anti-Muslim. Mm-hmm. But Keith Ellison was on with Jake Tapper. Listen to the exchange. Future. You've been decrying President Trump's bigotry. Uh, obviously, uh, you used to follow somebody who continually expressed sexist, anti-LGBTQ and anti-Semitic bigotry. Farrakhan. Farrakhan. You've condemned Farrakhan's bigotry. But I the, would disagree with that. I would disagree with that, sir. But you, I'm what, sorry, do you, what are you disagreeing that with? comes up in this context. Well, you're decrying bigotry no, and Louis Farrakhan is a, is, a, is a pretty clear bigot. Right. And I agree that that's true. And I think that uh, I've made myself very clear. But uh, look, that's the, going back to the false equivalency. You know, I don't have any support for what the individual you just mentioned uh, stands for, nor do I agree with. OK, let me pause Trump's- one second here. Let me pause one second. Uh, it is a bit, not a complete stretch, but a bit of a stretch to bring up Farrakhan then. OK, because you're not interviewing Farrakhan. You're bringing up Keith Ellison. Yes. Now, to mention hypocrisy, we've talked about yes. this before. That is fine. Although. Keith Ellison has been on record many, many times distancing himself and calling out Farrakhan. So, okay, that was years ago. The most recent anything they've said is is three years, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're going to bring it up. And it's not a complete, um, it's not like uh, he was bashing Muslims and now he's out there defending Muslims. And it was yesterday. And you go, Mm -hmm. okay, it was years ago. So a bit of a stretch, but listen to his point. And I got to stand with Keith Ellison's, what we were saying about recipients of the Congressional Medal of yeah, Honor. Yep, yep. Okay, good. You did good. Let's praise you. You're right. You should be honored for that. That doesn't give you a pass to be a dill hole tomorrow. No. Listen. Uh, stands for, nor do I agree with Trump's bigotry either. But that, that again, you know, anytime somebody tries to say that something is unfair and bigoted, if you're going to say, well, one time you sort of said something or somebody said you said something, and then so nobody oh, you can, were, you can were complain about bigotry. Account. You were a follower. Jake, okay, hold on one second. And he just keeps doubling down. I got to share a little bit more of this to show you that they're just being sensational. This, there's a lot of respect I lost for Jake Tapper on this today because he kept going back to it. I think you'll agree with Keith Ellison on this. Play a little bit more, but i got to get a quick break in. This is The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson, only on the Blaze Radio Network. The most diverse morning. 
morning show on the radio. Uh, because uh, HR said we had to. So, it's the morning blaze with Doc Thompson. That promo of Buck, we always run that promo, and he's always giving a shout-out to East Coast. East Coast, West Coast, baby. People, like, shouting out to where they're from. It's like, come on, what are you living that for? West Coast. It's pretty silly, right? Yes. He's always mentioning he's from New York and the East Coast. just like you. Just like you. Because somehow we end up talking about you from Ohio, and your mother was a factory worker. Wait, what? Manager. Yeah, just like you. Ohio. Okay, I did not bring that up. No, but I knew what you were going for. (laughs) You're trying to somehow bring it up with you from Ohio, and your mom is a... Factory manager, you know, thank worker. You, thank you for asking uh, where I'm from. Yes, I am from Ohio. Okay. I was born in the same county as uh, yeah. James Garfield. I don't How know many presidents that. are from Ohio? Uh, maybe eight. Maybe eight? Maybe. It's a little okay. disputed, but you know. Still, it's at least second in the number of presidents from the state. Okay. You know, tied with Virginia by some standards. Okay. So just so you know. Okay. Where I'm also from. Love the Virginia. I don't know if you know that. Yes, I do. Love, the, uh, Richmond, uh, area. Richmond area? Yeah, love oh, okay. Love Central Virginia. Yeah. Good people yeah. there. You, you live there also, right? <clears throat> yeah. You know, I have relatives in West Virginia. Yes, too, a lot yes, of them you do. You, your dad is from West Virginia. West Virginia's from there. Yeah, yeah. factory yeah. worker too. Yep, yep. Yeah. yep. It woke Thanks up for, really early in the thank morning. You, thank to you go for, to work about thank an you hour. For being concerned. No, about I'm my always family. concerned about you and your family history. Can we get back to Keith Ellison? Yes, now? we can get back. to I don't know Keith why you're Ellison. making this about. I'm me. I'm not making this about you. I'm making this about Keith Ellison. Yes. Listen to Jake Tapper double down. Now, I don't agree with Keith Ellison's views on many things. I don't agree with his views on the on the Muslim ban. I would stand with him if t- people truly tried to ban Muslims. He he is Muslim. And that's fine. He's in America. He can be whatever he wants to be. I'm fine with that. People of his district elected him. I'm fine with all of that. I wish Keith Ellison would understand that a little bit more and maybe he'd change some of his political views. He has distanced himself and called out Farrakhan many times. I don't know what degree of follower he was. I don't know how close he was. Uh, Tapper's making it out like he was, you know, a zealot following him. Maybe that's true, but that has not been the case for quite some time. And Ellison has called him out. Yes. I will give the guy credit. It's been a long time. There's been no recent issues. It's fine to say, Hey, you had that issue. And Keith Ellison said, yep, I screwed up, done, moved on. Great. We're over it. It's time we start taking that attitude. You want to call people out for their hypocrisy, fine. As long as they recognize their hypocrisy, I'm fine with that. Right? Yeah. If Bill Clinton had said, I did wrong when I was in the Oval Office. I was wrong about these things. I shouldn't have blah, blah, blah. Now, let me comment on hashtag me too. I'm okay with that. Yes. Yes. It's not, you don't have to say, you're never allowed to comment because you have not sinned. That's not the, uh, let he throw the stone, whatever. That's not the purpose of that because we all sin and will continue to sin and sin a lot. Yeah. It's okay to recognize sin, especially call out friends and people we're close with in a caring, loving way and say, dude, you know. Maybe you shouldn't be, you know, raping the pygmy, you know, in the back alley. Every yeah. Maybe you shouldn't be doing no, that. I don't maybe know. Maybe shouldn't. That's fine. You're right. I don't know why it's a pygmy, but that's in my head. It came up a couple times yesterday, too. A pygmy? I don't know why. That's fine. That's okay. But this, you are never allowed to comment, and the news is going to use it as a gotcha. Because where is the news when it comes to other people that you're not holding accountable that are still continuing to violate principles, laws, when they're calling out other people. Yeah. So Tapper mentions it. Uh, Ellison corrects him on it. 
Back that up about five seconds from where we left off and listen to Ch- Tapper come right back. You were a follower, 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 and it doesn't stop. Listen. And then so nobody oh, you can, were, you can were a follower complain about bigotry. You were a follower Jake, of Farrakhan, Jake, Jake, sir. You, no, you, I wasn't. Jake, I'm sorry. That's not true, Jake. But I just want to say to you, if anyone who, uh, who raises concerns about bigotry then is put in a position to have to defend themselves, then we never get to talk about bigotry. If you're telling me... Okay, hold on a second. Isn't that a good point? That is a good point. Now, I know he's too hypersensitive to bigotry. I get that. But apply something else. Yeah. Apply any other thing. Uh, Oh, a person who, you know, never used to support the Second Amendment um, is now supporting the Second Amendment, and you're always going to bring up what they used to do in the past, and we never actually get to talk about the Second Amendment or whatever it is. He's right about that. Again, not saying you ignore past, hold people accountable, but it doesn't mean you have to fillet them every time moving forward. Nope. Listen to a little bit more. If you're telling me that, that Farrakhan well, well, is fine. Li- you look, that, that's all I maybe wanted to he know. Is, but I can tell you this, Jake, Jake, I can tell you I was not in a meeting. Somebody's subjective intent was, I will not speculate. I can tell you I was never in any such meeting as that. It's not true. Okay. It's simply not true. I wanted to get you on the record about it, and that's and all I wrote I w- about it. Okay, this. hold on, hold on, hold on a second. He wanted to get him on the record about it. We already have him on the record. We have him on the record like 40 times talking about and this. And you know how we know we have him on the record? You brought it up. Thank you. <laughs> I can't believe you caught that. Not you, because it was so far back. Yeah. I did the same thing. He starts off the interview yes. mentioning, I know this was years ago and you've talked yes. about it and you're on the, the record, record about it. That's like you literally said, hey, you're on the record. But by the way, we want to get you on the record. <laughs> exactly. You eat it. You already got him on the record. You read the record. We want to get you on more records. Oh, maybe, okay. Maybe he meant like as backup singer. He didn't oh. mean like on a traditional you know, record of statement or oh. something. Maybe so that's this sort is of backup the, singers. Yeah. This is for the EP? He's going to be with the pips. Uh, this is He's going to be a pip. That's right. <laughs> Keith Ellison, the latest pip. <laughs> Gladys Knight going to be so happy. Well, she has a Muslim on board wow. now. So there you go. Oh, you already have him. And then, so Jacob, oh, that's fine. I just want to get you on the record. Now, how many times could this line of questioning been done now? Three? Yeah. Three. Uh, let's go forward. And I wrote about this months ago, Jake. In 2017. And I think you know that. You wrote he about knows. it in the Washington Post. No, I wrote, no, I was not, I was not in any such meeting with that individual. I simply wasn't. Got it. Okay. And you say lying, I don't know. I mean, I, I wasn't in the meeting. I can tell you that. He says that you and Congressman Carson met with him in the suite in his, in, uh, when he came to visit. You're saying it's not true. I will take you at your word. I certainly okay, believe you. Okay, done again. Done again. Here we go. It's more than I believe Louis Farrakhan. Okay. The Washington Post. Well, I fact. hope so. But I, but Jake, <laughs> wait a minute. Not- wait a minute. He had him at his word. He was done. It was over again. By, by the way, we spliced out about two minutes of this in the middle. We've already passed. Yeah, yeah. Where it was done about six other times. Yeah. Here we go. A little more. The first time I've denied this, and I think you know that. Got it. Congressman, it was just a question. You were talking quite a bit about the bigotry of, in your view. Hold of it. Pre- we're back in it. We're back in. Once again, the bigotry. I keep trying to get out. They keep pulling me back, back in. in. Right? You don't understand he he the will not let it go. President Trump, the bigotry in your view of this travel ban, I thought it was worth asking about somebody, a bigot, <laughs> with whom you used to associate, though you have distanced yourself and condemned him no. since. Jake, Jake, I worked on the Million Man March, and I was proud to do so. That's it. All right, Congressman. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Well, of course you got to let him go. That was it. You have to. I'm not kidding. We cut out two. It might have been two and a half minutes of more of this. I'm actually doing them at two and a half. 
two and a half additional minutes where Jake, but oh, okay, fine. Listen, I just had to get it out there. Okay, good. Because, you know, the Washington Post said, yeah, we know. We got it yeah, out we, there. We got it out there. Yeah, I wrote that. I was the one who wrote that. <laughs> I just wanted you on record. Yeah, but you already had me on record. Well, we need you on, on record more than once. Okay. You already got me more than once. It's <laughs> okay. the seventh time. But like a current me. record. Something current yeah, you record. You literally just asked me two seconds ago. <laughs> just, he, he did not let, he did it, not go. let it go. He did not. Jake Tapper does not know how to let it go. I don't. What is that about? And by the way, this is so interesting because yesterday we did talk about this, about, you know, John McCain. And now, perfect example of like, hey, we get it. Okay. We get it. I didn't bring this up. I didn't necessarily think this was, you know, worth uh, I don't know, worth it or really in the forefront of something that I'm a part of and need to okay. comment on. But I'll bring it up now because it's germane to this. And that was Glenn's interview over the weekend. I don't know if he talked about he it did. at all. He did, did talk, talk about, about it. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I wasn't bothered by the question. You weren't? No, if it had been me okay. um, to bring something up that's in the news, I don't think that's wrong at all. Okay. I've brought stuff up. It's the BS way they bring it up. Yes, and I was going to connect Tapper that. Tapper connecting Farrakhan yes. to this. Okay, I get it a little bit, but it's a stretch. The the uh, reliable hosting sources. interview gymnastics that whatever that clown's name is with, with Glenn uh, to bring it up instead of just going. Okay, we did the interview, and hey, you let's go, talk about this. Hey, buddy, listen. It's been on the news. It's the hot story. It's you know, I I gotta ask. I'd be remiss. It would just be weird if I didn't. And just say, hey, can you address this thing that's out yep. there? That's fine. We've done. I've done that on the air. I've said, hey, I got to ask the question. Yeah. It's out there. It's the yeah. big thing. Right? Yep. So it would be <clears throat> it would be like interviewing John McCain right now and not saying, hey, how you feeling? It's the guy is sick, He's right? Sick, yes. You've got to bring up these some of these. Yes. It's the elephant in the room. So in this regard, it's the same thing. You're You're doing these. These gymnastics to try to bring it up. Why? Because it's sensational. That's the only thing yeah. here. Yep. Is that a story with Farrakhan? Yes. Four years ago. Was that a hot story this weekend with Glenn? Yes, absolutely. It was It was out there. I get it. But you're tying it into some nonsense about yeah. the, what was it, the border the or border. some crap? Yeah. Instead of just going, there's a hot story out there right now we got to ask you yeah. about. And, and by the way, these are two gotcha moments by CNN. Right. That's that what may, and, But this one from Jake Tapper. But Jake Tapper, yeah. Like the Brian guy, again, and Jake Tapper, you know, he usually gets a good praise from us, but come on, buddy. That's, let it go. That's, he did not let it, let go. it go. He did let not. Let it go. <laughs> wow. I, when I hear stuff like this, I wish I had earwax buildup. So I couldn't such hear an idiot. I wish it was impacted because I just, la, 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 I can't hear you. That's what I want to do. The rest of the time, though, I want to clean those ears out. And you know what I use to clean them out? Wax RX system. I'm sorry, what? The Wax RX system. Yes. You're I'm, familiar with it? I am very familiar with it. I bet you don't know the Wax RX system's website. Ah. What is use it? WaxRx.com. Oh, my gosh. You're right. It is. Do you use WaxRx? I do use the Wax Use WaxRx.com's website. Three-stage system to clean out the earwax from your ears effectively, safely, efficiently, and cheaply. The first step, Chris Cruz, is? Oh, I do not know the first step. Eardrops. Okay, guys. It softens up the earwax. Third step, Chris. Oh, I don't know. The, the pump, special design. Oh, the to flush pump. It all yeah, flush it out, yeah. Third step. pH system. pH balance rinse that leaves them. Soft and supple. Yes, and moist. Now it's moist? It's moist because you're flushing it out. It's oh, a rinse. Okay. So, of course, there's a little moisture there. Okay. So, it's moist, soft, and supple. 
And I say that just for Bowie, who hates those words. <laughs> she is next door. UseWaxRx <laughs> is the website. Uh, UseWaxRx.com. You'll love it. Check it out today. Uh, don't forget to use the promo code RADIO to get it shipped to your door. It is UseWaxRx.com. That's free shipping, right? That's what you mean, yep. shipped to the yep. door? Because yep. if I don't use promo code, I'll still get it. It ships to the mailbox, and you have to walk uh, out to the mailbox. Oh, So if I use promo code RADIO. Right to the door. Right to, right the, to the, door. the door. And free shipping. Yes, exactly. That's mm, right. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes if you don't use radio, it just gets tossed like over on your neighbor's lawn. Like a normal USPS. It's in the, it's in the range. Like a normal. Like a normal UPS. Yes, right. Where they go. Oh, some, some close time, enough. Sometimes you're driving home and it's like in the like gutter on the side of the road. You're like, is that my package? <laughs> right. Oh, Bobby's again. Then Bobby, radio. Boom. Right to the door. There it is. <laughs> Use WaxRx.com. We'll get some uh, tweets uh, coming up here. What do we got? To, anybody uh, commenting? Whoa, that's so quickly. Uh, get, yeah, go ahead. Linda. Yeah, wait. So go ahead. Linda so, Craig. Can I? Yeah, please. Okay. Speaking Doc, saying seriously, way too much TMB time on this Tapper slash Ellison thing. I, I Guys, I, I don't necessarily want to hear Tapper or Keith Ellison most of the time. Oh, but when, it was one of those ones we had. to, And I still cut out two and a half minutes. But to make the point of how combative Jake Tapper was, boom, there it is. Yeah. And that Keith Ellison, pretty reasonable about that portion. We've yeah. had some reasonable, Jay Johnson, uh, Keith Ellison today, making some solid points. Yeah. There is common ground to be had. Thank you. Thank you. The C42 uh, is tweeting out, Jake Tapper has some crazy obsessive consult. Compulsive disorder. I think he does. It, by the way, when you watched his face, I watched mm-hmm. his face during the interview. There's part of it where it's that same, the one, the guy who interviewed Glenn, oh, that the, same little satisfaction. Oh, I thought, yes, okay. Same thing. So, yeah, I told you about the, when, the, when we talked about the interview yesterday. It's like if you look at Brian and Jake Tapper's face, you could see their face. They're trying so to So proud of themselves. They're trying to hold this smile back. And you know, so, the, pro, you know the producers on the. On the you got him. It's you gold. Got him. It's you gold. Got him. Just keep present. Just keep present. You got to do mention it again. Ovaltine. It's gold, Jerry. Mention the Ovaltine. Uh, you got uh, Tim B. Southtramp saying maybe Jake Tapper wants to get Keith Ellison on a phonograph. Is that that type of record? Yes. It's a very different yeah. record. Is that a record? I think so. Yeah. Phonograph record? Okay. Uh, Chef Patrick's still here, and I have a story that I wanted him to comment on. I think you'll appreciate it, Chris. There's a new study out that says that if a man goes into a restaurant, make sure I get this right. And he orders a meal. The quality, his um, his opinion of the meal, okay. like when he wraps it up and you're like, hey, how was the, how was the meal? Okay. Varies greatly by how attractive the waitress is. Yes. So if, if it's, uh, you know, yes. she's got a club foot and a no. hump, uh, you know what I'm saying? A big food. scar and she's like that 600 pounds overweight, like whatever. And you're like. I can't believe Chick-fil-A is normally really tasty and yes. it was just horrible today yes. or whatever. You eat with your eyes. But if she's hot Ooh. and it was gruel, I mean, let's mm. like say it was like Cincinnati chili. Mm. I mean, just horrible, horrible, <laughs> but she's hot. Boom. The meal was pretty good. Yep. Is that the basic idea, Chef Patrick? Uh, yes and no. Okay. Yes. So, so the more attractive the waitress, if, if you went into a restaurant, a group of guys go into a restaurant, you sit down, you order. If there's an attractive waitress and you get a good meal, then your perception of the meal was better was then it would have been without the attractive server. Okay. Okay. If it was not good, your perception was worse than if you had not had a 
a good looking. It just takes it to the extreme. It does. So, so you, if it's a good meal, better with an attractive correct. waitress. Bad meal, worse, unattractive waitress. Yes. So, no, well, no. Bad it, meal, worse, even with the attractive waitress. Because, and here's the key, right? Um, it's because physically attractive women can change mm-hmm. men's expectations about what they are about to experience. And it oh. says, quote, in a restaurant, but I think that's in general. Look, when you see a pretty woman walk by, your expectations go, hey, and hey, how you doing? It's, it's going to be a great day. And then if it's, the a, if it's not a good day, it's like, man, she just cursed me. It's 10 times worse than I could have imagined. <clears throat> but if it is a great day, it's like, you know, she just made the day that much better. It's that much better. But what they did is they, they fed them the meal mm-hmm. while showing them pictures of attractive or unattractive mm-hmm. women. And for the unattractive, uh, well, what's deemed to be physically unattractive, they had yellowish teeth, hair up, and acne. Was They, they made them up to have acne. Um, the perception of the meal, if it was a nice meal and it was supposed to, and was tasted good, was lower. But the perception of a bad meal stayed the same. The perception of a good meal with an attractive server or attractive p- photos of a server, um, it raised the perception of a good meal, but lowered the perception of a bad meal. So at first I was so thinking, when I, misunderst- when I misunderstood a little bit, Chris, I was thinking, you want to always hire the attractive waitress then. Yes. But you, now unless I'm your thinking, food sucks. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's about expectations. Mm-hmm. So lower the expectations. Mm-hmm. You want just an average chick. So no. if it's so, if you're serving Skyline like, Chili. Right. You definitely want unattractive. <laughs> That's exactly because you're like, I had no expectations of this. Yeah, but why uh, am I going to come in if there's no eye candy? <clears throat> what do you mean? I only go to a restaurant if I see a beautiful woman standing in the front. What if you can't see anybody standing in the front? You go in and check it out I and you leave? I peek in. I'm like, You nope, peek in? Next. Most of us look at like the menu out the front. You're looking at the waitresses. No, I'm looking at the waitresses. Let's so see how that this works. Article, okay, if you dig a little deeper, it really just says men are pigs and women are really cool. And, and What about women? Field. Do they do this with expectations? Uh, apparently, uh, based on the study, the findings of the study, women do not, it doesn't matter if the server is, a, if, if it's a male server, it mm-hmm. doesn't matter if they're attractive or unattractive. It does not make a difference in their perception of the meal. It's consistent across the board, whether it's a good meal, bad meal, or somewhere in, you know, indistinct in the middle. You know why that is. Because women are gold diggers. That's what it is. Yes, I'll admit, men like beautiful things. Yes. And there's nothing wrong. No. We like a beautiful world. Yes. We appreciate fine art and beautiful things. Yes. Women just want cash. Okay. So I'd be willing to bet if they did this study. (laughs) Okay. And they said, the waiter has a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And then have the meal. Okay. I bet the same scenario, the uh, perception of the meal was uh, the, that it would be great because the guy had a lot of money and a cool car. What if the guy, what if it was the owner of the restaurant with a very, very, very nice watch on his arm dressed to the hilt and he pulled up in a Ferrari beforehand? Right. If he if had a cool car, yes, exactly. And the varsity cheerleaders all liked him? Yes. <laughs> absolutely. It would be the same thing. There's no way it's not. And what's wrong with men appreciating the finer things and beauty? Nothing. There was if nothing. You, if, there you was lady, no... if you ladies didn't like men uh, appreciating the finer things, y'all wouldn't make yourself up the way you do. You all wouldn't get all gussied up. You'd go <laughs> ahead and... I mean, the women that complain about such things, you know, and it's like, you're going to go out, uh, you know, without having makeup on, without doing your hair. No, they, they still do those things. So, okay, good. <laughs> I appreciate the information, Chef Patrick. That's, uh, that's pretty solid. So uh, would this change the way you uh, operate a restaurant or no? No. Okay. You're still hiring the chicks that are hot. Gotcha. Okay, good. (laughs) He still does the exact same way. Gotcha. 
Uh, lots of uh, believers look at their faith as a choice made only once. You say, okay, I'm a Christian, I'm a Muslim, and whatever it is, and that's it, and you move on. Some people still try to struggle and uh, actually be a good person and do what they're supposed to do, but a lot of times it just is what it is. Well, Dr. David Jeremiah understands that your faith is not static. It's a living, breathing relationship with God, and Dr. Jeremiah's daily devotional called Ever Faithful brings you the daily choice of turning towards the Lord. Every faith Ever Faithful includes a daily scripture, a short devotional, and an insightful question to reflect on throughout the day. So every day, you could actively be working your faith. Dr. Jeremiah gives you the perfect way to start your day and your daily walk with God. The book has a beautiful fabric card cover, so Ever Faithful makes a perfect gift. It's a year-long devotional that invites you to grow stronger in your faith and discover God's plan for your life today. Today is a great day to start your daily walk with God with Ever Faithful, available everywhere Everywhere books are sold. It's called Ever Faithful. You are listening to the smooth sounds of the morning blaze with Doc Thompson. On the Blaze Radio Network! Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. All righty, that is it, ladies and gentlemen, the end of the Morning Blaze. But before we go, as always, let's find out what we learned today. We learned that Chet Patrick will still hire hot women to work in restaurants. <laughs> we learned that I'm on an anti-progressive hunger strike, and I promise I will fast when I am not eating. Oh, okay. Okay. When I am not eating, okay. from meal to meal, from snack to snack, when you, I am not you consuming, stand. I am fasting during okay. the, it might be a two minute period, okay. it might be a four hour period, but I am okay. fasting. That's for the rest of my life I'm going to do that. Good. Anti-progressive. Good. We also learned this fall, Keith Ellison will be performing with Gladys Knight at the Cherokee Woods Casino in Fort Collins. Okay. He's a pip now. Oh, got it, got it, got it. I forgot about that. Yeah, got it. I don't know. Is there a Cherokee Woods Casino in Fort Collins? I don't believe so. I don't think so either. I think I I made that up. Chris Cruz, what, if anything, did you learn today? I stand with actress Evan Rachel Wood every night between 10 and 4 a.m. Hashtag break bread, not families. Nice. All right, Chef Patrick, what, if anything, did you learn today? There, I learned that there are over 10,000 varieties of tomato, and not one was used in the salted caramel bacon bread pudding this morning. <laughs> uh, Chris Cruz, what, if anything, the listeners learned today? I'm a cat saying, Doc says you can't eat when you sleep. The ambient begs to differ. <laughs> Donna saying, which kind of bread I do not want appropriate uh, your culture. That's right. Kathy the Bird says, political fast is what when politicians stop eating their constituents alive. Oh, they stopped eating him alive. Got it. Hey, uh, I didn't get the new numbers on procrastination. The good news is I'll just do them tomorrow. What else do we have coming up? A lot of topics, Doc. I can't wait. What is Glenn coming up? He's talking to Benjamin Merkel. All right. What is he wearing today? Glitter. Lots of glitter. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. He's gone full glitter. Yes, full glitter. Remember, the morning blaze is today a Chris Cruz production. Six Semper Tyrannus. Good night, Steve Cannon. Wherever Wherever you are. are. Now, you go now. You go now. You go home. Okay. Home. The Morning Blaze with Doc Thompson. Part of the next generation of talk radio. This is the Blaze Radio Network.